Grab the mic by the horn, the old adage goes, you are not allowed to tell hacky jokes. Andy Madfield is on the podcast. Oh, fuck, I lost my rhythm, but thought we said we weren't allowed to tell hacky jokes. I can sing. You broke that second. <laughs> you were in a hacky joke when you said, don't tell hacky jokes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm this setting This is an up. example of a hacky <laughs> joke. Don't do this. Exactly. Do, uh, joke as I say, not as I joke. You, uh, you look like Keanu Reeves with vision impairment. <laughs> Sick burn. You look like a punk kid learned how to read. Sick burn. Like a crust punk, specifically. Oh, there if you I had go. to get into genres <laughs> of punk kids. The, all those old pizza boxes in the back of my car? Yeah. Is this the person that you guys would go back and forth and that you look yeah, like? Yeah, I was just oh, going to say, there's funny. no one on this earth that is more fun to... You had to come home and be like, I got to read these to you. I got to read these to you. And then I said this. And then it's like, when you don't know the other person, you're like, okay. But the yours were pretty funny to Chris. Incredible. Just straight... Uh, fire. Andy Matfield, ladies and gentlemen, is on our podcast. One of the busiest comedians I think I've ever met in my life. Oh, too early? No, go ahead. Uh, uh, thanks. Uh, busy doesn't always mean makes money. Uh, just oh. to, Ain't that true? Just to be clear. I thought that uh, comedian and, and uh, destitute were synonymous. No, thank God I have a real job. <laughs> uh, otherwise... I wouldn't even be able to afford to live in my car. Ain't that true? I hear that, brother. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Full-time um, jobs. Mm -hmm. What do you do for work? I program things like a complete nerd. Like what kind of things? Like home automation stuff. Oh, okay. Home uh, automation? Yeah, like if you want one thing to do multiple things, I make that one thing work. Like a vibrator. I Dude, wish. We I don't have, have anything for that, as far as I know. I have Actually, no, I haven't looked into that. I should see if they make a Wi-Fi model. I think they do. You they know what? We they know. They do. actually we know. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, but that reminds me of a story. When I worked at Walmart, uh, I had like the super... That makes so much sense. Yeah. Does he look like a guy that worked oh, at Walmart? Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know where else he worked at one point? Warehouses, multiple warehouses, because no. I wouldn't showcase <laughs> well, that Well, yeah, base. he worked in like a paper mill. He also looks like a guy that worked at Hot Topic in his early teen years. It's you look I did work at Hot Topic. He did. You have like a missing tooth, and it looks like you used to be like a uh, Russian spy of some sort, but you gave up the game, so they took the, t the cyanide tooth. Sick burn. Oh, I know exactly where you're going. That's perfect. You should tell people that. So I worked at Walmart. <laughs> That's the cyanide you're tooth, right? Like when it gets too hard, just fucking go at it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where anything <laughs> is in this building? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you know how to use these not used checkout lines? <laughs> Dead. Oh, God damn. Okay. Um, working at Walmart. Super enthusiastic. Supervisor. Um, w the only one was the guy that was in charge of my department. And Wait, can we guess his name? Yes. It's <sighs> a lot of pressure. I'm thinking Mark. Oh, that, no, is, a that good, is a good that guess. That is a good guess. There was a Mark. Who was a supervisor, but not my my supervisor. His name was Gene. 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 Oh, Gene. That was the second guess. <laughs> I was gonna go with Jared. That was the third oh, guess. Oh, Jared's <laughs> a good one. Um, so Gene and I are walking, trying to get to the back, and we are intercepted by a customer. Is this Russian guy who I've had to deal with before? 
He comes up to me and he's motioning his hand in front of him. Right now, it looks like Chris is trying to cut his stomach off of his nipples. <laughs> and uh, he's going, I want for uh, when you uh, ring the doorbell, phone rings upstairs. And I was, I was about to say, we don't. And my supervisor was like, yeah, we can make that happen. We are underqualified to try and figure that shit out. So I just went in back and he, I don't know if that ever happened, but. How, so you recently worked at Walmart, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. How no, long ago is recently? Twelve years. They had ring doorbells in twelve years ago. Apparently, they were ringing doorbells twelve years ago. Damn. But yeah, the dude wanted you ring the doorbell and then the phone will ring upstairs. I mean, he was in the wrong spot for that. Way wrong. Should've but that's what we Best were. Buy. We were filled with people who <laughs> who thought that because it's the quote-unquote one-stop shop, right? Mm-hmm. Do everything there. Um, worst jobs go. Shotgun. Worst job. My worst job? Yeah, worst job. Uh, have I had a really, really bad job? Yeah. I worked in a nursing home for eight years wiping butts. That's pretty... I mean, that's also a need. Yeah. Worst job, go. Uh, worst, worst job for real? Don't even think about it. Just think of the one that's like instant anger. Oh, instant anger. That's uh that's that's got to be fucking Damn it. Like I've had so many jobs. I hated the shit out of my previous job, but uh the worst worst job. What about working at the nuclear plant when you had to sit on your ass for 13 hours? That wasn't that bad cuz you got paid so much. Oh. Is that what happened to your face? <laughs> <laughs> um probably probably the teriyaki walk, I guess. Oh man, my worst job. He's a sample guy. I, I lasted two weeks, and I was like, I walked up to the owner, this little, uh, this little mung dude, and his name was Doug, which is super weird because his accent was so thick. But I go up to Doug, and I'm like, Hey, man, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna quit. And he goes, Okay, you know, you figure out the form, and uh, you know, and then you let me know two week, and then I'm standing there looking at him, and the other employees are like. Uh, I think he wants to quit today. And he goes, oh, just go. And he closed his eyes and like went like that. <laughs> he banished you from <laughs> from the teriyaki walk. Yeah, it was pretty great. Oh, man. What about your worst job ever? My worst job, I worked at an overnight home for schizophrenics. Uh, so I had to get there at like 10 o'clock. And, and you had to stay awake all night? Or was I had it to like stay awake all okay. night. Yeah, I had to stay awake all night. And... <laughs> at, I was supposed to cook meals sometimes, but there was like no way for me to know. Just sometimes I'd be like, yeah, you got to make tater tot hot dish tonight. And then I would just <laughs> But if you got there at 10 at night, like why are they eating at like. It would be for like the next day. Like oh, I'd have to make like the oh, next day's lunch. Prep. I think I only did that once. But like the worst part was the, the guys. There was one guy that was super uh, lucid and then all the other ones were different Ugh. levels of incoherent. But one of them was on like a, I'd say about a four minute repeat. Mm. So he would wow. just go through and then he'd start back at whatever happened that he remembered and he just four minute loop. So you'd have to hear that four minute story as you like prepared him for bed. And then that's uh, like being married to Chris Duke. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. It was, it was the worst job I've ever had. Uh, I didn't technically quit that job. I just told them, hey, I'm going away for college. Maybe I'll be back. So I'm technically still employed there like 10 years later. <laughs> Worst job I ever had. That's the, so. That's another uh, 
cool thing about having you on is that, and I had forgotten this, uh, you have a, a background in mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a psychology degree. Which is absolutely fantastic. Kim Duke. I'm a psych nurse in the ER. Oh, man. How many times have you been bit today? <laughs> um, not in the ER. I don't get close. In, like, I do mental health assessments, so I don't get that close to people. Okay. I worked inpatient mental health in Brooklyn Park. I did um, child and adolescent for a year, two and a half years. I got bit twice. Just twice? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't get, like, I kind of knew. Punched and spit on. I had urine thrown on me. Oh, snap. Yeah. I had to, with that job, uh, working overnights, I had to adjust a suprapubis catheter every now and then. And if you don't know what a suprapubis catheter is, it's a line directly into your bladder uh, above your pubis, uh, hence super. Uh, And every now and then you got to like give a little tug and stuff comes out and it is so gross. So gross. I had to do that. And then I had to change the catheter bag. uh, And also one of the guys... I'm I'm not going to say his name was Tom, <laughs> but I'm 99% sure it was. And he looked like he would be a boat captain named Tom. Oh, oh I love that. And he would just wake up and pee in a bottle, and I'd just have to empty the bottle. That was the job. How long did you do that for? Three months, okay. something like that. Was I just that did it over right the summer. Well, okay. Yeah, because I came back for the one summer I came back when I went to college. I worked like three or four jobs, uh, pretty much like run the clock. I was a PCA. And was that was your only that. job you did psych-wise? No. Uh, no, I was a PCA for a while. Uh, I did that for two or three years. Wow. So In like group home or? Uh, no, I was like a hands-on PCA for uh, a kid that was, when I started with him, I think he was five, and he had uh, like bipolar. Oh, okay. As like a five year old, which a lot of times you're like, that's yeah. not. But yep. it's real, yeah. Oh I, shit, it was. I, um, it was wild. I did um, a mental. I did a behavioral health assistant with um, what a mental health assistant <laughs> bef- when I was oh, finishing my nursing degree. Oh, cool. With a little girl that was bipolar. Yeah, it's and at first weird. I'm like, really? Come on, because they really don't diagnose kids that young with no, bipolar. Because like kids are supposed to have mood yeah. swings. But then when you work in it, you're like, holy. And my job. I wouldn't. I really liked her, and I liked uh, her family. So that was one of my worst jobs. Uh, but the thing that sucked about that job into the mic. is my job was to Fucking go there and make her angry, and for four hours trying to work on coping skills to make her not angry anymore. Oh, so see, I had to like teach him how to not be angry and adjust. So I was kind of on the opposite spectrum yeah. of that, and <laughs> I just remembered a story. <laughs> uh, the importance of clarifying your statements uh, when you assume someone knows what you mean. And they don't. Uh, he told me one time, he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. And I said, number one or number two? And he was like, number one, definitely. Nope. He took a shit in the middle of a park. <laughs> like Whoa. All I could say is like, it haunted me for like four years because he shit a pile, like a little a pile, straight out. Oh. And then, like, <laughs> like straight out like a foot. And then it dropped straight down oh. <laughs> like <laughs> like came out as the finished product and that's when i learned like you need to know number one is pee and number one is poop number one is pee and number one is poop number one is pee and number one is poop which one do you need to do which oh, one do you need to do wow uh, it's like my my brother uh uh used to say or pee or poop mommy and that was his way of saying i need to go to the bathroom and she would ask, do you need to go pee or do you need to go poop? 
And so he just learned, or pee or poop. Our kids talk. would go, our kids would go, pee, poop, or both. Pee, poop, or both. Pee, poop, or, pee, poop, or both. And then That's when they right. would get diarrhea, uh, our son would call it pee, pee, poo. Pee, pee, poop. That's pee, pretty creative. Uh, pee, poo. I'm peeing out of my butt. He's peeing, <laughs> peeing out, out of, of my, my butt. butt. It's accurate. <laughs> it is. It is I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> um, so interesting. I thought that the first time that we had met was at the Keller open mic in St. Cloud. Yeah. But then we later found out because I saw. So I had you on the, on the book face. It was on Grinder, wasn't it? <coughs> well, I mean, that was afterwards. Once we met, we knew it was compatibility. Yeah. Every time I delete that app, I'm like, I know I'm going to download it again. Yeah, I don't. E- I just keep a separate phone just in case. You know, <laughs> a side hustle. But so I saw that we had a random mutual friend. I was like, how does he know this guy? And then I started going through photos. Star. And I'm like, oh, my God. I have met this guy before. I remember meeting you. Um, I don't remember exactly what we said, but tell, I could tell that you uh, got funny things. So before I knew you did any of the comedies. Yeah. I, I just uh, some type of interaction, some jokey interaction, mild interactions throughout the day. And I was like, hey. You and uh, your lady friend, make sure you find me, and I'll take your guys' photo. Yeah. And the skyline was gorgeous. Oh, it was gorgeous. Who was the mutual friend? That's all I care about. It was the groom. The groom, yeah. It was at a wedding? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I met oh. him at a wedding. and um, On your side hustle. On my side hustle. I mean, it was my main hustle at that point. Yeah, but, but now it's a side. Now it's I'm a side, side hustle. hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that and then, yeah, <laughs> when I saw that picture, I was like, holy shit, I took that photo. And then I was like, dude, we know the same people. Yeah, we had met before. Uh, that same night, one of the funniest things I have ever witnessed happened. And I'm not going to name the names of the people because like, I don't want them to feel like I'm shaming them because I'm not. I legitimately think this was super funny and I am so proud that this happened and I'm <laughs> glad that I know you uh, because you're both intense and awesome. Uh, a couple was getting into a fight. Yes. And the one was like, Tell my boyfriend I think he's a cunt. <laughs> but they said it loud enough so that the other one could hear. Me being comic relief, though, I walk over and I'm like, hey, so I just want you to know I don't think this. But your girlfriend wants me to tell you that she thinks you're a cunt. Love it. And then I just laughed and laughed. I still laugh about that. <laughs> That's funny. She called him a cunt. Oh, he knows who he is. If he's listening to this, he knows who he is. I'm not saying he's a cunt, but he knows that where he's from. Cunt is a word they use a lot. Okay. Uh, he's Scottish or British or oh, UK Ian. So sometimes somewhere over the somewhere ocean. I don't want to mess up the the spot. Sometimes Kim Duke, not only you're a cunt, but you are a right cunt. Cunt. You're a right cunt. I fucking cried. Was this oh. like a wedding you did for another person you worked for, or was this one that you got? Yeah, this is when a wedding I was shooting for uh, for Casey. Oh. I was second shooting. But good oh. Lord, some of the most wonderful people. That was such a rad Hands wedding. down that year, I mean, there was not a single uh, shitty person or even slightly difficult person. Everyone was incredible from, from beginning to end. It's fantastic. What year was it? That was last year. Yeah. Or no, two years ago. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they've lived in Montreal now for... Almost oh, two years. Right, yeah, they're moving back yeah, in yeah. August. 2017. Yeah, that's been a while. 
Fucking bonkers. <laughs> getting older and tired. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. You must listen to Working on that. projecting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen, but I don't generally have etiquette for podcasts. Yeah, that's good. I mean, if people are listening to this, you you, you deserve it. Look at how white trash we are. We want people I wouldn't say you're white trash. I don't see any live, laugh, love things in here. That is so funny you said that because Andrew Witzel said the same thing. Is He's there like, one? No, we don't. We hate live, laugh, love. No, but he looked around and he was like, there might as well be. I'm 99% <laughs> sure my parents do it as a joke because there's like 17 spots of live, laugh, love. That's really funny. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sure it's a joke. Because it's like hidden in spots where you have to look for it. I'm just like, it's got to oh, be. Oh, gosh. I it's like It's got to be a joke. So my brother-in-law, well, Chris's whole family hates live, laugh, love. But my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, when they got engaged, because they hate it so much, they put it in a live, laugh, love frame and put it on oh, the house. Do you remember that? That's gorgeous. I do have two gather signs, but one says gather around, so it's a little different. It's over there. Oh, my God. In but the same room? I like know. You have gather over an Ethernet port. Yeah. Gather your ports. That's actually gather your data. Just bring it all. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Bring it all over here. Never made that connection. You feel like you're in a hobby. I know. I can tell right it's now? not connected. Gather the uh, Wi-Fi that? sucks. You see, you see that? I did a hack yeah, job. Yeah, I fucking got you it. See, I did a hack job. Listen here. I just did a hack job. You bloated Andy Dick, son of a bitch. I'm not bloated. I'm just fat. <laughs> There's a difference. Man, you look like you talk about your sobriety every chance you get. As I drink a beer. No, because you're you're off of heroin. Oh no, I don't do heroin. That's I'm that's too sleepy for me. That's what I'm saying. You're off of it. I mean, if you're doing heroin, I get it. I did morphine once, and like all my anxiety went away. Like this is really going to be a PSA for morphine use. Uh, I loved it. I loved it so much, and I just at one point I was so far away from my anxiety, just feeling like normal humans feel. It's like oh, this is what normal brains mm-hmm. feel like. Uh, that my brain was like, all right, let's just have some anxiety about feeling normal. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's, that's, what, that's what got me to kick morphine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'd like to follow up that PSA for heroin. Shout out to heroin. No, wait, no, no. You're doing a PSA for oh, heroin. Heroin can eat shit. Morphine. Like, that's bathtub, but like, that's yeah. some bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on top of that, PSA, shout out to uh, Propofol. Uh, that shit is the best. What I is propofol again? It's the shit that killed Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's oh, that milk. Oh, yeah, that's like the milk of Malaysia or whatever. Yeah. Make you shit yeah. yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris got it when he was put under. And he's Are like, you thinking of milk of magnesia? You're trying to shit yourself? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, magnesia. I said Malaysia, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I mean, I guess heroin's made over there. Poppies. Yeah, I mean, there you that's, go. that's sure. a sexier way for heroin. Uh, speaking of shit, when did you start your shit comedy career? I mean, when did you it all begin I've been for you? Performing since I was a child, uh, <laughs> like every asshole behind the scene. Well, I officially started, but I've been performing since. I've always told jokes to my family. Oh, my parents! <laughs> my parents always supported me. Uh, like four years ago, four and a half years ago, I was like, I was almost turning thirty, and I'd always wanted to do it, but I never lived in an area that comedy was really a thing. Because you lived up. Yeah, I lived in the range where comedy doesn't exist. Like right now, yeah, right now I know of like three stand up comedians from where I'm from. One, I'll loosely stay as a stand up comedian because I saw him run the light at Acme Uh, (laughs) and I didn't know they existed as a comic. Um, And the other one's actually, he's out in LA. Um, Shout out to Corey. Jealous. He's, uh, yeah, he's only been in like a year now, but apparently he's doing pretty well. 
Mm. Yeah, so shout out to Corey. I uh, haven't seen him in a while. He used to be able to sea walk. He was the only person I knew that knew how to sea walk. It was pretty cool. Uh, but I, me, 20, this is me. Uh, we're, t- we're talking about you. Yeah. Me, we're talking yeah, about yeah. me. Uh, like three years ago, four years ago, how old? Four years ago. Uh, four of them. I went on stage for the first time. I got hammered drunk. It was at uh, Grumpy's. Oh, wow. which is no longer there. It's a hole in the ground now. But Grumpy's for people that are listening, if, if you've heard other people, uh, it was one of the longest running open mics for a while. Known as just kind of a tough room. It was hard to get laughs there. Mostly just comics going there to yeah, test out new stuff, kind of hang out. It it's like a comics, comics room. Yeah. Um, is it similar to what the terminal is now? Honestly, I don't go to the terminal. Um, maybe. I don't know. All right. I didn't I know you were too good for the term. comics don't laugh at other comics. You see the same <laughs> joke so much. Mm. And it's like, it's like it. why magicians don't feel wonder with other magicians. You put that in the pocket. Me? Keep going. Grumpies. Why hard are you room. yelling at me? <laughs> I'm going to quit. Because I, I had that written down. I was like, I need to bring this up, but later. All right. We'll get there. Uh, table. That's what so, I was looking for. Table. Uh, I got on stage at Grumpies at about 1.30 in the morning. Uh, or later and my friends had stayed the whole night and one of my other friends had done a set and he was kind of one that was like hey let's do this let's, you're kind of funny let's do some comedy so I uh, went on stage and I didn't try the old oh, people think I'm a funny person so here comes comedy I wrote <laughs> uh, I wrote a couple jokes uh, they went epically bad I by the time I went up I was uh, brown out drunk you know, where like yeah. parts of your night just disappear. Yep. So I, I was, I browned out during my set and I did this thing where I like reached out to my friend in the crowd and I was like, Shedrick, help as like <laughs> a joke. And I thought I did it for like seconds. Uh, it turns out I did it for like a minute and 40 seconds. Wow. Just held my hand out, stretched to him for help for like a minute and 40 seconds. <laughs> but I browned out in between second one and second 147. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it went real bad. Um, but I, I liked it, so I did it a couple more times, uh, and then I took some time off, and then I got on stage again at Chatterbox, which is no longer here. Uh, yeah, I did that weekly for a while, but I've probably only been taking it seriously, as seriously as you can take it, for like the last two years, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. A little more committed? Yeah, a little bit. Do you still get brown out on stage? Oh, no, I don't generally drink and do comedy anymore. Yeah. I have like a weird anxiety issues where... Um, Let's talk anxiety. Yeah, my anxiety is backwards. So what do you mean? most people get stage fright and they're like afraid until they get their first laugh. I'm gonna do a pee pee. And I am the exact opposite. I'm not afraid. And if my first joke hits hard, my brain is like, You're being bullied. Oh no. Oh. And it goes into this like shutdown yeah. mode. And so I have to fight through this anxiety attack. Um, so I do, yeah, on stage and like, I've gotten to the point where no one's ever really noticed it happen, but if they knew me better, they'd know that I'm having a full on, like can't breathe attack and keeping it together. Um, I, (laughs) I used to have them a lot and my friend was like, who's a therapist was like, just keep doing it. Keep on stage, stay in the room after you're done and it'll get better. And it has. But you uh, still have it a little bit. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's so weird. Like, yeah. I was doing a show in uh, Rochester, and <laughs> I thought I was doing bad, and then I realized that the crowd liked me or liked my jokes, I should say, but they yeah. hated me, which really? I didn't I didn't know was a thing. 
but I figured it out. So I'd tell a joke and then I'd look at people for validation. They'd laugh and they'd look immediately away. They refused to make eye contact with me because they felt guilty. They were laughing at my jokes and my jokes aren't like dirty or guilty. Like my jokes aren't like, aren't bad jokes. They're like clean. I'm like, I'm pretty PC. Uh, (laughs) Except for one guy, he had double lazy eye and he couldn't look away so he did what only i can describe as uh, t-rexing he made both of his eyes adjust away to the point where he couldn't see me with either of his eyes whoa and it was the funniest thing that i've ever seen so the the guy with lazy i'm recapping really quick for chris uh so the guy with lazy eyes He T-Rexed me. He managed to like get his eyes so fully. Like, he like did the chameleon thing where the eyes are just like, I go both ways. Wow. And he did that and he put my body in the blind spot. And it was so fucking funny because I watched the motor skills it took for it to happen in live time. It was really freeing. Now whenever I have like a, an anxiety issue, I'll just tell that joke. <laughs> And it works pretty well for me. Yeah. I don't care about the crowd at that time. So besides on stage, do you have anxiety off stage? Yeah, I'm, I'm an anxious person in general. Um, like driving places, I oh like. Oh my gosh, I am a mess. Uh, I love driving. Snow- what? Yeah, I love driving. Oh, for me, driving is say, the exact. Cut them off. <laughs> like driving, I have like full control. I like I, I've driven so much professionally for like I used to do deliveries and installs and all this stuff. So I like drove everywhere. Oh. So I got really used to how much control you can have in a car, you know, how to be safe. And my dad's a UPS so driver. it's a control so. thing. You can't control if people think you're funny and they like your jokes, but you can oh, control, I can control if people think I'm funny. Yeah. Like flat out. Well. Like you can go out there, you can hit it hard. And like people will think you're funny. They may just not like you. Give everybody a little DMT before your show. How can they think you're funny, but not, I'm not a comedian, obviously. But how can they think you're funny but not like you? That makes that's weird to me. They, so I don't think they liked the idea that I was hitting them with PC jokes that they wouldn't normally laugh about. But I made them funny in a way that made them feel guilty that that they had thought all this time, oh, PC can't be funny; it's ruining comedy. Mm. Kind of one of those things. And like, I flat out broke a guy, and then I looked at him like, "I'm gonna stare at you." And I, I said, "I'm like, I'm gonna stare at you this entire set," and I did. And I it was a blast. That. So like, sometimes you just gotta. Got to flex on the crowd. Ooh, just have flex fun. On that you crowd. Know they don't need to like you. They just <laughs> at some point, some shows you just need to get through your set, and that's what doing shitty mics does for you. You get used to just talking and being on stage and not having it go your way, but you do your time. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that's oh fantastic. yeah, me too. Yep, yep. I I do like. There's been two times of like severe anxiety. Yep. Chris gets uh, diarrhea anxiety. I do. Mine's oh, a you physical get thing. Like physically, no, no, no. He I get stress like, shits. Bro. Like really? he has to take a modium. He'll be like, I'm stressing out. Just I have thinking a... about going to certain open mics that he hasn't really? gone to. No, 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 not the open mics. It's if I do like a showcase yeah, or always. something like that. Physically, I have I have a an emergency pack of four modium because shit could go down any moment. I don't know what, what's a modium. That's for to stop, that, to diarrhea. stop that diarrhea. That coagulates your shit. Really? Makes it normal again. <laughs> huh. Your body's just like, all right, flush the system. Yeah, my yeah, body freaks it out. It flushes everything. It just thinks your diarrhea is anxiety, and it's like, all right, we got to get this anxiety out of our body fast. Yeah, yeah. it's like we either need to nut or shit, because... Or both. I mean, you know. Prostate's working either way. Are you nutting way. while you're shitting? Maybe no, you no, no. Your I mean, it's quicker. possible. 
It's you just gotta, possible. You just gotta adjust yourself, you know. Right? Do you ever feel like you have to shit when you're about to nut? Oh yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, Sometimes sure. you just play loose what? and fast, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I I just yeah. learned that that's where all of the of the sperm and and semen are created. It's not in the balls. It's in the prostate. What? It's in the prostate. Yeah, that's like a three step process. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, the semen or the uh, the uh, sperm starts in the balls, and then it, like the coagulants and all that shits in the, the prostate. It goes to school basically. It's mm-hmm. like all right, yeah, it gets ah. educated for a minute. And yeah. Then they, yeah. Uh, Toss it out into the real world to see how it handles. <laughs> Ejaculating is its form of it going to college, and it's like, all right, let's fucking crush it, bro. It's like, I'm going to pass this ATT. And, like, <laughs> the first couple will get close, but that third one usually <laughs> misses. Yeah. That got weird Thug. sciencey. That really got sciencey. Nerd. I mean, it wasn't, like, good science. So we're probably off on a lot of stuff, but in general, it's a couple I mean, steps. terms and all that, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. I mean, the vast afferents. I was just listening to the vast afferents. Yeah, everyone, because that one's just funny. That's the tease. Yeah. I like, um, I like coitus interruptus. Have uh, you heard that phrase is before? Is that when you're pulling out? It is when you're pulling out. I find that That's fascinating. such a funny term. It's when your kids come in the room, you're like, ah, fuck. Um, God damn. Uh, so tell me more about you're involved with so much. It seems like over the last year, you just <laughs> involved in everything. Yeah. Open I, mics, showcases, uh, starting your own shows. Yeah. You do, uh, what, what was the, you, you were a part of not an, a convention. Oh, uh, a festival. Yeah. Some festivals yeah. and outside of comedy too, though, you, uh, God, what was you held uh, a like symposium? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, a what? A, a symposium, oh. like a gathering of uh, people. Um, yeah, I mean, I have my hands in kind of everything. Uh, I I don't like to limit myself uh, with like creative outputs, um, which in theory could be limiting my output for other stuff. I get it, but for <laughs> me, like creativity isn't this is how you be creative. There's multiple ways to do it. Like I have the podcast Hard Day Diaries is my way of still maintaining my ties to uh, the reason why I went to college and then also like helping other people that go through like similar shitty situations. What what made you go to college? Uh, So... (laughs) What made you go to college? As an 18-year-old idiot. He just said the reason why, what made me yeah. go to college. That's why I'm asking it. Yeah, so uh, just, here's a little bit of backstory. That's um, fine. My mom had a lot of mental health issues okay. growing up, and I was smart and wanted to find out why so that I could, like, not necessarily fix her, but, like, figure out what my why my whole childhood was the way it was, which... 33-year-old me would just say, go to therapy, because uh, it's way cheaper. Uh, but 18-year-old me was like, I'm going to learn psychology. So I went through all that, and I learned a lot. I did a lot with like neuropsych and like mm. childhood development yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, things like that, that kind of stuff. Um, so my podcast is called Hard Day Diaries, and it's just basically shitty situations that people have been in and like what caused them or what they were like when they were in it and then how they got through. Oh man, you should so, have me on. I've had some You're shit. welcome anytime. Dude, we both Yeah. yeah. Every everybody's yeah. welcome. I <laughs> That's why so I became a psych nurse. So my goal was to be a mental health nurse. I wanted mm-hmm. initially be a psychiatrist. But that's too much fucking school. It's and so I don't want to just prescribe meds. Yeah. yeah it's so expensive. Yeah. Too. So um I might well And a psych nurse is way more money. 
my um, mom, um, she has mental health too, but when I was a teenager, I struggled with such severe anxiety and depression, like so like bad depression. I was hospitalized for a brief amount of time. And I met this nurse there who just like one night she, we had this good talk and was like, I want to be her. Like, I want to figure out why in my head, like I am so good at figuring things out. Like I'm going to fix myself. I'm going to go to school and be able to fix myself. I'm going to help other people. And that's, that was my goal. Yeah. That's like kind of the problem though, is like a lot of people that are good at fixing things, see issues and then they may overthink things Yeah. and create issues without realizing they're doing it. So part of my thing is like, I'm very vocal about where I'm at. I always just let people know, Hey, I'm feeling sad. Yeah. Hey, I'm oh, feeling I'm this. very vocal. Like I'm so. really depressed and yeah. it, it's, it's such a stigma as a mental health nurse, like to have your own shit. Like, which sounds weird, like a lot of the other mental health nurses I've worked with, I've worked with a lot that have had depression and anxiety. You, you put, your, put your goddamn your hand, hand down. down. You put your goddamn hand down. And, but then God I've had it. some that haven't, and they think it's like, we should have our shit together. You know how many assessments I've done on nurses that come in that are severely depressed and suicidal? Like, it's insanely high. It's so high, and it's like, it doesn't discriminate. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll be vocal. People like, like you two, though view other people's problems as higher priority than your own though so the majority of your life you were looking to be able to take the shit that you've been through and not necessarily deal with it but be able to use it to help other people and then as we get older i can see that it catches up on part us. of me like, just didn't realize it was a thing you uh, know what i mean like i didn't realize other people's childhoods weren't like mine Oh, you know sure. I, mean? I think that's... Yeah. It, it, it takes yeah. experience. Like when you tell people the things you've gone through as a child, and they're like... What the? Like some of my coworkers now, I'll, I'll talk about my poor relationship with my father and the things that like the real, our dynamics growing up. And yeah. they look at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Yo, no. And like I thought it was completely normal. I thought everyone's dad called them fat all the time and didn't want anything to do with them and said that you're not my child anymore. And even yeah. now as a 32-year-old, my dad won't talk to me. He goes through periods where he just doesn't want anything to do with me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a tough thing to do. Um, for me, I hadn't talked to my mom for like five years at one point. It was like, it was like five solid years. And then um, her mom died. Oh. And she called me and she was like, hey, uh, I know that you don't care. Because I didn't oh. give a shit about her mom. Her mom was a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, hey. But she was like, you know, my mom died. And I was like, I'll be right up. So I called my boss. I was like, hey, man, I got to go. My grandma died. Like, I don't give a shit about my grandma, but I care about my mom. Yeah. Uh, so I went up and I visited my mom. And I had like the weirdest depression I've ever had. Um, you know, when you see two different paths, are your parents divorced or together? They should be divorced. They live in the same house, but they have different rooms and they don't talk yeah. to each other. Yeah. So what about you, Chris? Your parents together? Divorced? His parents, parents are have a beautiful together. marriage, which is oh. good. Ah, hold on. My dad slept on the couch. I, s- I slept on the couch the last three night. nights. Well, I mean, like <laughs> Chris, they, maybe they, slept on the couch last <laughs> week. And it, but try to hide it, though. Like he'd get up, he'd wake up earlier mm-hmm. than everybody else his, and like try to make it yeah. seem like he wasn't. So his mom yeah. had some depression going through menopause and all yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah that's so sorry. It, wasn't, it yeah. was not perfect, is not perfect because they, they hear us talk about how great they are and all this shit. And so they fe- feel like we put them on a pedestal. Anyway, so they have to it up. Yeah, so that's, that's tough. So it's, a, it's the opposite end of the spectrum on difficulty. Yeah. So Feeling they have to I live guess. up to everybody else's view of them. Yeah. For, for me, my parents, um, they've been divorced my entire life. So it was, I had a very different 
a very different childhood because I lived with my mom, but my dad after at a certain point became the far more successful one. Um, so my life was very different at my mom's house. I was basically living in poverty, but at my dad's house, we had like, we had a jet ski and like oh, snowmobiles. Like we had toys. Yeah. Um, so like I had this like weird, I lived in the 1950s at my mom's house. And then I was in like the fucking generation X zone at my dad's like crushing so Mountain Dew. So did you go Dew. to dad's like <laughs> every other weekend? Every of? weekend. So wow. Friday, so Saturday. The week you were living in some Yeah, I was like living in poverty. And, like, yeah, yeah and I wouldn't you... eat like there was a while where I wouldn't eat, say like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I, I wouldn't have any food at all. If it was the so summer. You just ate at school. Yeah. If it was the summer, there'd be three, oh. four days I wouldn't eat. Uh, and then I'd go to my dad's and just like eat a ton. And for me, like I, I was, I think I'm almost double what I was in high school when I graduated as a senior, I was like 135 pounds and I'm, and you're I'm six, six three, six, four. I'm shit. that's yeah. Imagine what, uh, what bones would look like if skin made them skinnier. Like that's, Ooh. that's what I look like. Wow. Um, so for me, I lived like these two different lives and I, it was hard for me fuck with your head. Oh, for sure. And like, the problem is like, when you live in an environment like that, most of your time is spent in the poverty. You think that that's the way normal life is. So then you go to the other one, which is better. You're just like, this can't be real. Yeah. So my parents would fight a lot. And like my mom would take my dad to court and all this stuff. And then like you live in kind of a Stockholm syndrome where your oh. your captor is now you know the creator. You know, you're, you're going to side with them because everything seems right because that's where your worldview is so for me i had that hard upbringing where i just didn't really know what side was which so i learned how to diffuse a lot of stuff with humor uh, but there's only so much you can do when someone yeah. is extremely mental ill um can i ask what your mom has or is that awful? uh well she's dead so she has oh. death she's got a bad case of the dead <laughs> <laughs> What mental illness did she have? Uh, she had a lot of stuff. Um, she has a split I life think, personality. I think she had dissociative identity uh, uh, disorder. Yeah. Um, she had uh, so she severe had, she depression. Had trauma when she was yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She had extreme trauma. Her dad was an abusive alcoholic. Oh, okay. I don't give a shit if my uncle listens to this because what the fuck are you doing listening to this? To Mike, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so she she had this really rough upbringing and it kind of stuck her, you know, what's and that's uh, I know I kind of got off the path, but that helps oh, okay. lead back to what I was uh, making a point of. So my mom's mom dies. I go up and visit her and I spend like, I don't know, a couple days with her, basically. And we go out to the grocery store in Big Fork, Minnesota, and she's like trying to like talk to people like, hey, so and so, how are you doing? And they're looking at her like, I don't fucking know you. And it was like this weird moment where you're just like, I don't fucking get how this life went this weird. So then my brain, my dad at the same time was uh, um, retiring after like 40 years and like everyone in the town that he worked in, because he was a UPS guy, everyone in Floodwood, Minnesota, like knowed, or knew my dad and like no, they loved him. him so hard. They knowed him. They knew they him. They knew him hard. They knew him. Uh, no, they like, they know him. Like everyone, they knew me since yeah, I was a small yeah. child. So like there's this exact opposite. It's the same small town scenario, exact opposite parent. Yeah, um, that parallel. You get yeah, like so, a twilight zone. Basically. So yeah. my brain was like, I feel bad that my mom's life is this. How did it get to that? And we couldn't figure it out. Um, 
so I, I went into this like really weird depression where one half of my brain was depressed and the other half wasn't, which I don't know if you've ever been in like a hemispheral depression. Dude, yeah. Yeah. And it I would was, imagine that you had to have, did you feel like you had to seem happier and more appreciative when you're with your dad too? No, like not, a, there's, my dad is great. Um, he has his own stuff that fucked me up. <laughs> he Parents. he knows it. Like they know it. They they knew what they did that fucked me up. And like we've already had the talks and we were through it. it okay, it's one okay. of those things. It's like being honest. But you never felt that like because things were like the way you're describing mm-hmm. it. It seems like you're flipping a switch to be like to match your environment. Yeah, I mean, part of who I was is like being a chameleon. You know, you had to kind of fit into where you were. I'm the youngest, so I'm the people pleaser. I'm the I'm the youngest, but also kind of the definitely middle. not the cutest though. Yeah. <laughs> I am the <laughs> cutest. Uh, suck it, Ryan. <laughs> Jess, you know what's up. We look way too much alike. Uh, but no, there's like this. Uh, I'm the youngest, but I'm also kind of a middle child. Yeah. So, yeah. See, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, my brother's 12 years older than me. And my sister is the middle, but she's also the oldest. So her and I spent so much time together. Oh, I see. Uh, the dynamics are really weird. And then our mom was absentee for a while when we were growing up that we kind of, we played off of each other. Like she was my mom for a while. And then that dynamic got messed up because then we'd go to our dads and my dad would be like, you're not his fucking mom. What are you doing? And like, he wouldn't understand the dynamics. So oh, then yeah. it was like this whole you're in this microcosm of pain that people don't understand because they only see little pieces of it. Was it like when you watched uh, 8 Mile? I like, never I... watched 8 Mile. Oh! I'm sorry. I just don't. What? I don't think I don't, God. I don't think Eminem's that good. Yeah, but. You always thought he wasn't that good? That movie came out fucking I just, 2003 I or whatever. I generally like his music. It's fine. Whatever. It's just, it's fine. That's he's that fucking up north blood. Of he's yours. like if Train were rappers. Like, that's the only way I can. It's like, oh, you're going to end everything with a rhyme? Cool, 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 cool. Where's the substance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I feel for Eminem. Um, don't worry, we stalled Kim. Huh? You we look stalled. like uh, you uh, have been to. Every single show that Counting Crows puts on no, when they come Glory to Minnesota. Sure. Ooh. Yours was a better dig. Your, <laughs> honestly, Kim's was a better dig. The first band I saw live, I'm pretty sure, was Newfound Glory. That's funny. You know what? With Good Charlotte. Still oh, pick my friends over here. The first was Newfound Glory, the Atari's. It was before. Sugarcoat? Yeah, for me, it was before, before Newfound Glory or Good Charlotte were like famous because this yeah. is like 2001 like their first album yeah it was the first really where they still know. had pink hair they looked like idiots uh, my brother was just like hey man grandma died and i was like yeah she did and then we went to this concert <laughs> and then my dad threw my brother out of the house and he joined the navy so yeah shut yeah. up really, matt pop punk really fixes you know when it people did. die it's like it fixed, what do you do when someone dies go to a pop punk concert it fixed the family you know it's I true mean, put it back together i feel like i should probably resolve the story okay keep going yeah. okay i just i just have to uh, so the depression kicks in my mom is uh living what i think is a very sad life yeah and uh I don't know how to process it because I feel guilty that one of my parents is successful in retiring and the other one is basically a ward of the state. Uh, it's a very weird dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my brain doesn't know how to process it. And I get into this really weird funk where half of my brain is sad and the other half is like, let's be creative. 
So I write this thing out and it like broke my funk and it made me realize that just sometimes it's just how it plays. And, you know, she's living in her reality and she's happy with it. Um, so then a year after that, I got a phone call and my mom died and, uh, we were like, okay, well, what do we do for it? And while we were there cleaning out her stuff, like all her neighbors had like these great things to say about her, even though she was like super weird and whatnot. And like the impact that I saw was very much wrong. And that kind of changed the whole perspective. Like sometimes people do get a redemption song. And uh, while we were cleaning out her stuff, we saw that she had been in AA and like, got all these tokens for being alcohol free and this stuff. Yeah. And she was like writing her life. And like one of the last things I told her before I would like let her back in, in like any form of realistic role was mm-hmm. that I needed her to make changes for her, not changes for me. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not. So she struggled yeah. with alcoholism, um, drug use, alcoholism. Yeah. My mom's an alcoholic. Yeah. So that's yeah. yeah. She drug, when you're like, dealing with that, it's just substance abuse. It's, alcohol it's whatever really, will try to level you out. Yeah. Well, for my mom, it was like uh, she had a crazy, or she had like all sorts of like mental health issues. But on top of that, she lived in constant pain. So she oh, had. Shit. Yeah. Like for me, I I have deteriorating disc uh, disease. Hey, so this guy over yeah. here. What's up, man? So yeah, I, I have that. And, like L5 I don't drink. S1. What's up? Oh, yours is low. Mm-hmm. Mine's uh, C5 to C7. Oh, Ooh. up in here. Yeah, way up top. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're better so. than me because your degenerative is higher. Well, I mean, you'll be able to use your legs. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might not be able to, depending on how stuff goes. <laughs> uh, no, so like she lived in constant pain. Oh. So she, the doctors wouldn't give her realistic medicine and minnesota doesn't allow marijuana which at that time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah now she died now after. it does but it's yeah so she died expensive. before it yeah. happened but she she would just self-medicate with marijuana and when she'd do that she was fine she, like she was a cool mom anxiety wasn't there she was like a cool person um but when she'd get into the alcohol it was like you're a nightmare of a human being and mm-hmm. like she'd be physically abusive and emotionally oh. abusive and all this stuff so you live in this household where she's supreme leader and you never know which one you're going to get. Are you going to get the one that's going to feed you or are you going to get the one that's going to beat you? So oh, man. that's kind of this like world I grew up in. So I have a weird question for mm-hmm. you. Does it, I don't know if you want to have children, but does it ever play an impact on you? Like a fear of having children? Not at all. No? No. Okay. I, I Part of like learning psychology is you realize like everybody's experience is different. And yeah. for me, like I work around kids a lot. I have four nephews. Uh, okay. Well, I have no how many do I have? Fuck five, seven. I don't have a lot. I have a lot of nephews, a yeah. couple nieces. They're all really cool. I'm um, sorry. I forgot some of you. <laughs> I love you. But I like you anyway. I don't, Better I don't not know be how old I am most days. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I, like it, it for my brother, it so. did like my brother doesn't want to have kids and yeah. uh, he's like 45 now. So like, kids would be weird for him yeah, it would be a little weird uh so yeah he doesn't want to have kids my sister was like i'm gonna have kids and she did and for yeah. me i'm like yeah well, you know, if kids happen they happen if yeah. not well, wait a second you're saying that she has all of your nieces and nephews oh uh, well i have a stepbrother too oh I okay two, i have two stepbrothers so i thought you were subtly telling us so that five and two had like seven kids five, five and two my sister has four boys uh wow. ranging from ages 16 to three wow yeah, I think with my, the way I grew up, I, I had fear of having children because I did, knew like my parents made it seem like having kids is what you did. And it was not fun. Like, yeah. you, that's what you did. You and were they, the fault. Yep, You're you the problem. Have, yep. Yeah. And so then when I met this guy who's like, I want to have babies and this and this and I love kids. I'm like, 
fuck? Like, I want to get with raw this? with you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, whoa. yeah. I'm like, uh. and then I'm like, I never held a newborn baby or anything till m- my niece was born eight days before our son. So I was just like, I'm popping a baby out. So you're straight up fresh. Yeah. You held a baby before. And now that. I'm like, huh? You held yeah, a baby. Well, a little bit before yeah, that. Yeah, not a fresh one. Like a month or yeah, two. Fresh or fresh. But the, like, just a fear because I'm like, my parents made it seem like it was a chore and kids yeah. suck and why do it? And they like that's and so I'm like, fuck, huh. kids can't be fun. You can't have fun with them. We never went on vacations. We never did anything. Yeah. And so like having babies, I was like, holy crap, you like you get to be a kid again. Like I get yeah. to do all these fun things again that I never got to do. I had to go on a plane with my kids. Dude, when Landon was born, we brought him everywhere. everywhere. Chris was still a, an aggressive rollerblader at the time. We brought him everywhere with us. Oh, you man, just say rollerblader. <laughs> that makes so much I can hear the hooba stank playing when you so say much aggressive sense. rollerblader. Oh, my God. Were you sponsored by Jinko? No. You, you were. It wasn't the <laughs> 90s, <laughs> God damn it. Were. Shit. No. Oh, we're going to have to show you some old videos. Oh, God. I got to see this. ripped, bro. Oh, man. Anyways. Do you know a kid God named Do people not there? know you rollerbladed? I Nobody do knows. know that You kid. Nick there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. How do you know Nick? Uh, he went to Greenway with me um, from like sixth grade to ninth grade or something wow, like that. Wow, that's so but weird. Yeah, he was the only person I knew that did inline skating. It's so weird when I meet rollerblading like people who are friends of fellow rollerbladers, because I feel like the well, rollerblading community is so. Small. I remembered him being from somewhere south. I like I think about him every now and then. Is he from wow, New Orleans? That's weird. Too? I don't think no, so. No, I think he he was from somewhere south of Grand. Well, I'm from northern Minnesota, so yeah, yeah, most south. most stuff is south. Um, there is still some northern Minnesota above my northern Minnesota, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it. It's weird wow, when dude. you like run into that. When you said inline skating, I'm like, I think you're from this general area. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Is yeah, that man. the Nick that well, was Well, okay, with? so like in your area, I mean, this would be after you had moved out, but there was a grip of of kids that picked up rollerblading and Hibbing uh, got a skate park approved and the, the, thus was born my, my some of my Blader bros. Shout out to Wilson Robertson, Isaiah England. Isn't it Wilson Robinson? That's what I said. What'd you say? You said Robertson. Shut the fuck up. No, I, I heard didn't. both. Uh, we'll she said Robinson. the right one and you said the wrong yeah, one. Yeah, that's Robinson. usually what happens in this house. <laughs> no, that's Wilson interesting. Robinson. But how long were you aggressive? He's still aggressive. We had this conversation in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, how long I, was the chain that held your wallet in your pants? What's funny Dude, I never did that, he actually. He was like the tight pants stance. Yeah, that's what's like up. What, you were like the inline coach? <laughs> all right, guys. It's all about form and factors. Form yeah, exactly. factors. Let's do this. Cross no, you your T's. Had, you had baggy khakis for a while. Well, it was never that was, it was yeah. No, no. That was just. Oh my um, god! You were like, like the manager. Mm, I was like, get car- cargo khaki pants. I wanted to fit oh as much shit god. in as many pockets as possible. That's so stupid. What you need? Pogs? <laughs> you want some Sour Patch Kids? Oh my Fucking god! Pogs. You really no, hammered all this stuff. Fruit by the foot. All up in this other pocket. How long did you skate? Like, when did you start? <clears throat> I started when I was uh, 13. So, so 20 years. 20 years, yeah, yeah. And you still skate? I can't, not like I used to because I'm old and uh, my body the fucking sucks. Shit, you know. Yeah, I mean. But, yeah, man. You like, could be the professor. I made, I've made a soon. skate video. Like, I filmed for over a year with friends and, and other rollerbladers and, and traveled all over Minnesota and 
Went to Iowa even for a minute. It was fucking lame, but... I'm just going to laugh about how you made that sound like it's far distance from here. Like, I went to Iowa even. I don't well, know if you're familiar because with Because two hours south. If you think about si- like cities people, when they hear traveling so outside you're from of North the cities... Though, so you've traveled. You, you would yeah, have I'm, to travel far to get yeah. anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. your city's friends who are like... When you're like, hey man, there's a there's a spot over here, and they're like, bro, I'm not trying to drive 20 minutes today. Like, I'm trying to stay in my area. Yeah, I mean, that's, I never really got like I skated a little bit, not inline skating, uh, skateboarding, regular skating. Yeah, or skateboarding, but I know, ne- and like I got to the point where I could ollie, and then I was like, I have to have a full time job now because my mom can't pay rent. <laughs> Uh, so like I was paying my car payment and my insurance and my gas. I thought the Ollie inspired insurance. you to get a full time job. No, I was like, that I, I like- did it. I'm an adult now. <laughs> I, I, can, I can Ollie. I can collect Social Security payments eventually. I got 50 some years before those kick in. Ah, yeah. Let's be adults. I like that. I got denied by Kmart one time for a job. <gasps> yeah. What? By Kmart. God damn. I don't know if you've ever felt like you've hit rock bottom, like retail rock bottom. That's probably because you were <laughs> huffing so much duster back then. Kmart's my rock bottom. That's uh, your rock bottom? Chris is my rock bottom. That's what's up. I'm more of like a soft bottom, though. <laughs> the rock bottom? Was that, isn't that the rock's like finishing move? <laughs> he just throws the rock bottom out of you and you're like, oh, we're going to have another kid. <laughs> Hell no. God damn it. What? I mean, we do it all the time. Dude, what? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Anyways. I can't believe that they said that to you. I know. Uh, of all the people, that one? I was like, I come here Maddie every Maddie D said that to you? Tuesday, bro. You Why would Maddie like D this? say that to you? I don't give a shit if you are the manager at TGI Fridays. Well, I love TGI Fridays. That Jack Daniels sauce is good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have a hookup. Might be able to get a bunch of it. Where do you live now, then? So you're. I live in Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, Minneapolis proper. Ew. I used to live in Eugen Prairie. Eugen Prairie. Okay. Eugen Prairie. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm living the old city life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good for you. I'm no closer to Mike's now than I was when I lived in Eugen Prairie. It somehow takes me the same amount of time. That's like what you're talking about when people want to drive places. It's like I even live, when you're in fucking Minneapolis, it can take forever. I live physically closer was it witzel that said that he was talking about how he moved to minneapolis and then it yeah everything you could it could That's the way minutes. that he describes it yeah. describes it describes it oh he describes it he's like all right so let's uh, try to hit three four mics tonight right it could still take me i was trying to get from mic number one to mic number three it could take me out of 30 minutes it, honestly, that's how he tries to convince people to come up to St. Cloud to do that Keller because yeah I mean Keller's a fun mic sometimes you can get he said that he got there faster and one home time than he would than a normal mic sometimes yeah I mean when you're, you're talking about having to wait you know you get on a mic and then you have to wait for the people in front of you mm-hmm. Minneapolis I mean it's our scene's not that big don't get me wrong I mean it's like 100 people which sounds like a lot but when you think of the grand scheme there's like Tens like ten thousand working comics in the United States. So the odds that you know most of the comics you're going to see at clubs very limited. You may catch like one fifth of the people that come through comics that you actually like know who they are. Oh yeah. yeah. It's just not very common. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're not funny. It just means that they haven't had their break. You know, some of the funniest yeah, people yeah. I've met are unknown comics. <clears throat> so Minneapolis's scene is like a hundred people. There's, I mean. 
the longer you do it, the more people you have in common. Like Mike Brody has, if you have 200 people in common with Mike Brody, you've probably been doing comedy for four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the gauge of like how much material you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it's really interesting. It's a small scene, but everything's kind of spread out. Like if you have to go from Minneapolis to St. Paul, it's 20, 25 minutes and back and forth. And Ugh. Yeah. It's a little bit more driving than you'd think, but like to Witzel's point, I think Keller's room has, since comedy is not as saturated, and believe me, Minneapolis, there's two million people in Minneapolis area. It's not that saturated when you think about the population yeah, um, yeah. in comparison to St. Cloud, you know, but the people in St. Cloud don't see comedy so much. You know, they don't have a, a comedy club. They just have one-off shows, you know, very often, so... You uh, you don't tend to see a lot of comics there, so people are kind of hungry for comedy, and they go to Keller Mike. So yeah, you yeah. may have a crowd of ten people, which doesn't sound like a lot, but most mics you go to are just comics. You have people that they seem to be more open to it. Yeah, like the the places that I've been um, in in Minneapolis, where you know an open mic is happening. And nobody is warned that an open mic is happening. <laughs> That's really just the nobody. best way to describe it. An open mic is happening. Exactly. Like, no, nobody who is in the crowd most of the time knows that it was going to happen. And a lot of them don't stick around. Yeah, they just show up. But with St. Cloud, it does seem to pique interest. And people want to stick around and see if anybody's worth listening to. And yeah. It's it is a, a cool thing. It's a very fun room. Yeah, I would do it more often if I gave a shit about any of you fucks in St. Cloud. <laughs> well, and and Max is expanding things too, like yeah. which is awesome. We now so now within a five minute radius, like drive wise, mm-hmm. one of one of the spots or two of the spots are within walking distance. Isn't of each one other. like literally across the street, the pickled loon or whatever? Yeah, Isn't that like right it's, there? It's like a block away. Yeah. So when it's not yeah. fucking shitty ass cold outside. You could you could go uh, from from Keller to the Pickled Loon. Um, yeah, I mean you all got something like something special. I mean there's only like twenty of you guys, yeah, and then yeah. you guys do roasts and like all sorts of cool stuff. There's I mean, a hidden community of uh, Somalian comics though mm-hmm. that every time that I'm lucky enough to see one or two of them, they're hilarious. That's they awesome. absolutely destroy. I love it every time because it's something that I talked about because St. Cloud is has a it's deep, really diverse. deep history of severe racism. Oh, like yeah. People holding rallies to get kids out of schools, Somalian children out of yeah. schools. They're like, ah, we're sick of this. Like, you're, you're holding a rally against children? You're full-grown adults. Leave them yeah. the fuck alone. Let kids be kids. Let kids be kids. Also, they didn't have a choice in the matter. Why are you yeah. targeting them? Would you want to live in St. Cloud <laughs> when you're a child full of wonder and joy? Hell no. There's fucking nothing. Fuck you, St. Cloud. Uh, St. Cloud's the fucking worst. I don't. If you're a listener in St. Cloud and you're like, hey, St. Cloud is great. No. Everybody who says that can say, sure, and they'll list five shitty things about it. Sure, we have meth. Sure, people jump off of bridges all the time. Sure. And they'll just keep on going and going. And then they'll be like, yeah, but we have multiple Taco Johns. And then I'm like, all right. Okay. And do, you have do, a K- have do you have a KFC with a buffet? You do? Okay. All right. But they no longer have a White Castle. Got rid of I that mean, shit. there's nothing wrong or right with a White Castle. But it's back- just good. 
back it's to what middle. I was saying. Shut Did you mouth. just say White Castle was good? It's just a yeah. middle. No, it's just a middle. Stop it, you whore. Have you had the Ooh. chicken waffles? Gross. Dude. Have you had the Gross. chicken waffles? Those are actually good. No. Those are nah. actually good. They put like put sugar on it, and you're just like, I get it. Well, this I has thought been you were duck, a piece. Duck, grade yeah. quack, quack. God damn, I thought you were a piece <laughs> of shit before, but. Uh, I've never heard anybody endorse White Castle. Until you and your coworkers Ugh. have eaten an entire Crave crate. Oh, that just makes me feel like I'm going to throw Stop. up. It should. Stop it. It was, for us, it started as a joke, and then we just wanted to know if we could do it. And it Ugh. took us eight hours to finish 100 of those burgers, but we fucking did it. Did you put them in the fridge or you leave them out? Oh, we left them out. Fuck. They're, they're oh. not even real oh. food. They're oh. not real food. Oh, Chris, you want to throw up, don't you? I'm upset. Physically upset. Emotionally. Okay. But I was trying to say, uh-huh. the Somalian comedians, when when they come out, when they do open mics, um, it's it, it was it, it makes me so happy because it's an a testament. It's a testament to. It's an a testament. It's an a testament. It's a testament to what I and said over a decade ago, which was people complaining about Somalians, and I was saying, look, these kids are going to grow up differently. They're growing up in the West. They're like the first generation of like actually being growing up in America. Yeah, westernized. They're not going to have an accent. They're going to sound just like everybody else that you want everybody to sound like. Like and it's exactly what it I thought it was going to be and they're hilarious. They yeah. view the world just like everybody else. What? Well, not really. I mean, like, <coughs> well, but on top of that, having to deal it. with I feel like you have my mic the racism. you don't want to hear me. What are you talking about? I mean, I have my ears open, so I listen. I'm listening, Kim. I listen. That's not, I'm, that's maybe not I bumped it or something, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody sure that's has... Not your that's your mic. Your face. Like, comedy needs different views. Otherwise, it's just like, ha I'm a single white dude. Dating's hard. I smoke weed all day. My <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> Let me this tell you. This is cheaper than therapy. Gunshot. I love Mountain Let Dew me, and Doritos. It's the worst. Let me tell you about this one time I did shrooms. Oh, man. It's just you. You have to have those voices. I mean, they're they're going to have a different perspective on something. They're going to have different life views. You you limit yourself when you're just like I only want straight white males. My comedy, I take them straight white males. I like them country five out of five. Ones. It's you know your redneck ones. I like them ones. When I play Pokemon, I just stay in the first village and just catch all them <laughs> pidgeys. That's all I want to do. Oh my god! I throw my Squirtle away in the dumpster trash because I don't like the way he thinks, and I just catch a bunch of pidgeys. It's nice. I feed them bird. They're great. You the don't verbiage you, is wrong. You don't even though. involve those pidgeys. No, nah, hell no. I need them little flock. The verbiage is wrong because people who are not wanting to admit xenophobia or racism don't want to hear you have to open your mind. Mm-hmm. You're missing out. That's what it is. That's the second. If you thought. don't allow that, like just just be open to it, you're missing out on so much. There's so much. I spent two days in the Somali community in St. Cloud. Two days in the Somali community, like trying to interview people, trying to get photographs, trying to do all these things. And in just those two days, the amount of stuff that I learned, like if if you just are like, yeah, it's cool, that's cool, mm-hmm. and or. Being like, look, this is the way things should be. I'm gonna cut myself off, and I'm fu- I'm sick and tired of people telling me you have to do this, you have to accept this. You're like, in America. If, if you need to be American. <laughs> if like you're this. already ignorant, or just that stuff puts you off, mm-hmm. or you know, 
Challenge your worldview, man. You gotta just don't don't even think of it as challenging. Just say I'm gonna take my wall down for a second, which I know MAGA people uh, fucking build hate your wall. Hearing. Build your wall. God damn it! But make it an inclusive wall. Make it a rainbow wall where everybody's welcome. You know, you're yeah, gonna yeah. learn more from people that haven't had the sh- or the same perspective as you. Dude, a hundred percent. The only time I've ever been mugged was by white uh, dudes. A white dude. Me too. In Finland, which getting mugged in Finland is hilarious because they don't have guns. Well, but everybody's white in Finland. That well, wasn't yeah, but a like good in, example. In Finland, it's super <laughs> funny. Like they mugged me. They're like, "Give us your stuff," and I was like, "Uh, no." And they're like, "Please." I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna hard pass on that." And like they don't have guns or knives because it's like like those. If you have that, you go to jail for a long time. So it's just like I'm stronger than you, and uh, we ended up tussling. You got in a tussle out in Finland? Oh, I smoked him. Me and my old, <laughs> <laughs> me and my old roommate used to play this game. Uh, see who could get the other one in a guillotine faster. And we do it after the bars. We just get hammered drunk, and then we'd guillotine each other. And whoever got each other the tap out first <laughs> would then have to buy pizza. So we got like I got really good at it. So when these dudes came at me, I just like quick popped their ears and guillotined them, and then just leaned back, and then I Deuce. got them to apologize to me. And then they were just like, we need directions. So I gave them directions. We hugged it out. <laughs> and then I walked home. It was the strangest mugging I've ever seen. Oh, wow. That's super wild. That's exactly what happened. But what? why were you in Finland? I was just hanging out. You, oh, you Seeing the world. You were like, you were, I'm in St. Paul and you just walked over to Finland and... Well, no. Like, uh, one of my things like, when I t- turned 30 is like, I... Uh, you could, like you go through this like crisis. Obviously, you've turned thirty. Oh yeah. You go through the crisis of like, what have I done with my life? Thirty is so fucking old because now you're like in this new demographic of you should have your life kind of figured out by now and figuring like life settles down and changes. Why do my um, sweatpants look like yoga pants? Yeah, right. So I was just like, I need to figure out what I'm doing, and like I wrote down a list of things that I wanted to accomplish, and uh, I'd accomplished all of them. I was just like, oh, pretentious piece of shit. My brain had been telling me, like, you haven't done shit. You haven't done shit. And then I I wrote it down and was like, no, I did everything that 18 year old me was like, I wish I could do this. (laughs) I did it. I mean, yeah, the different levels of success, but like I'd done it or tried it. Uh, So the last thing was like, I wanted to go to Europe and my buddies were going. So I was like, I'm going to come with. So we went to Europe. But why, how did you end up in Finland? Because Europe, like Europe, oh, yeah, dude, Amsterdam, people think Northern London. Europe is awesome. Yeah, like Iceland, go to Iceland. It's one of the raddest places I've ever been. Iceland's Ugh. amazing. Uh, Finland is so fucking cool. Sweden, really cool. We didn't go to Norway. We just flew over and we're like, hi, Norway, we'll miss you. <laughs> uh, and then we ended up in Japan. What? Our flight was supposed to go backwards like we were supposed to go finland sweden iceland minnesota that was supposed to be the trip but finland to sweden never took off because they had a mechanical failure on the plane so we had to figure out how to get home and the only way the only what way what are could you get doing home, hold on I have to fix my thumbnail. dude you're gonna do your nails while we're doing this get involved I, Kim, I, dude. No, I'm get learning. over here she's a mom she's a multitasker Whoa. Who'd you go on this trip with? Uh, my friend Sip uh, and Dusty. Dusty's my travel guy. Did you even hear guy. where he went to? Did you have to sell a kidney to be able to go on that trip? No, oddly, it was like super cheap. I think I only spent like two grand for three weeks. 
Maybe 2500 for three weeks. Like, that included airfare and travel and food and everything. I mean, we stayed at hostels that had kitchens, and, and we ate and drank all the time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we went on that trip, and we were supposed to fly back the normal way. But it was uh, January 1st, so all the flights were, like, filled. You so, traveled to Europe in the winter? Yeah, dude. I, what was it like I love there winter. in the winter? Awesome. Yeah, I would highly recommend going to Europe in the winter. Uh, it's darker for longer, but... Uh, Finland and Sweden and Iceland are all just absolutely beautiful with snow. They're Ew. they're great. Go do it. And then we were in uh, Japan for six hours. In the airport, or did you walk out of the? We airport? we left the airport. Uh, so our flight got canceled, and there was a lady in front of us that was the only way I can describe it is a complete asshole. <laughs> she was just a fucking asshole. And so <laughs> only way. she pulled this asshole white lady. I want to speak to your manager move. Oh, what did her hair look like? Uh, the only way I could describe it was like if her name were like Catherine. Catherine. With like the hard TH. Catherine. Oh. Like, no, you s- say it right. Catherine. Like, that's the only way I can describe <laughs> it. Um, and she got a manager that also happened to be let me speak to your manager white lady no 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 but the finnish version which uh is way more badass the lady was just like okay what we can do is we'll uh we're gonna have to charge you for your tickets to go where you're going and then we'll send you a refund for these ones because they didn't take off so that's what they ended up doing but i am really low-key yeah so i was just like it is what it is and the lady we got was just like oh well, the only way we can get you home is if you fly from here to Japan and then Japan to Minneapolis. Were you like done? Japan to I Minneapolis. I was like, yeah, I was like all about it. It was like and then twenty. What other lady like? Ew, I don't oh, want to do. I'm too good for lady, Japan. The other lady was like going to Canada. She was being a complete asshole. So she had to pay for her trip twice, and then would maybe get a refund in four to six weeks. And then our lady was just like, yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll take care of the flight. It's like you have a six-hour layover in Japan. We'll take care of uh, a taxi to get you to a hotel that we'll pay for as long, or also with food vouchers and this and that, so you can shower and kind of get fresh. So they took care of us. Holy crap! All because why I would that lady want that? Because she was an asshole. Then mm. that's what you get. Don't be an asshole to people that can't really like. Yeah. Oh, did you think that lady went out there and pulled apart from the plane and made it not fly? <laughs> Yeah. Congratulations. You're dealing with a like, gremlin. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like people don't get that like, stuff. Just be nice. So then she had to pay a yeah. whole new flight oh. just to go. And it was like $3,000 because it was like she had to pay for the flight today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Just watching the power move that the lady pulled on her. Oh. All right. Hold on. You know what I just realized? Uh, what did you just realize? I... I there's a, another podcast friend that I have. Um, uh, his name is, is Matt. He's in, in Washington. And and we'll talk sometimes. We'll be like, hey, man, I tried this audio thing, tried uh-huh. that audio thing. and um, But it, sometimes he'll uh, message me and be like, hey, how are things going? And I'll think about how in the beginning... We, it was like a 50-50 kind of a thing with the guests that we would have on, you know, mm-hmm. friends of ours, mutual friends, <coughs> friends of Kim's. I don't have but friends. But now either. in the last, I don't know, three months, it's been like almost straight comedians the whole time. So you fucked up. Yeah. I keep, you I keep mixed, you messed up. screwing up. 
So I think it, it actually is good to do. So have you heard about the new bill that a politician is trying to in- introduce called the, the testicular bill of rights? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I haven't. Let me so tell you more about that. At first, I was freaking out because um, it had all these crazy restrictions for men. And I was like, this is obviously some way far left, crazy, ridiculous thing. Uh, having to get consent from your partner to get a vasectomy, having to get consent from your partner to get Viagra and and. And all of these. I mean, things. it only evens it out because women's rights, all that bullshit. Like See, there's legislation over a woman's body. Why isn't there any in men's? Exactly. So that's why the bill is actually being introduced. Is this this uh, politician f- was like, these are parallels. All of yeah. these things exist for women right now. The amount of time that you have to go through to get approved for a hysterectomy. What are all the things that you had to do, Kim Duke? I've had to try every birth control out there. You also have to have like a psychiatric evaluation. And don't you also well, have to have I like a family a history psych. and stuff like that? Well, There's I've like had all sorts of crazy so, shit. So, yeah. And I've had approved her like I've had issues since I was 12. Mm-hmm. All the different birth controls I've had. I've had two children I had to prove over the last couple of years i don't want to have any more kids so i had to take time to show her that i'm not going to have any more kids i don't want to have any more kids that my mental health yeah i didn't have to do an evaluation but i had to prove like mentally i can decide that okay i'm ready to have yeah. this taken out of me you I, are capable i'm a capable and will make that decision but what is there a billboard of in albertville kim duke easy vasectomies oh, i could yeah. go tomorrow and get a vasectomy if i wanted to yeah because i mean and all i have to do is say i don't want to have kids anymore and I yeah. just, boom, it's over for me. That's just classic, like, dudes make the rules and dudes well, are I like, mean, I want to have sex and not have consequences. There's yeah. other ways females can be sterilized. They can have their tubes tied, which is more common. A tube mine's ligation? Not, yep. Mine's not, mine's not for birth control. I'm not getting a hysterectomy for birth control. I'm getting it because I have significant issues with pain. And, endometriosis? And yeah, I have endometriosis, yeah. And it's just starting to, it's really affecting my pain. I'm, I just yeah. play stupid on TV. Like I, I, yeah, you're pretty. Smart. I dabble a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then that's where the uterine line uh, yep, expands it, outside yep, of the, outside uh, the uterus. Yeah. Yep. So can cover all sorts of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Which so stage? I don't know because we've never done the. Never done the actual test. Well, I mean, we've done like ultrasounds, but they don't show anything. Yeah. But um, for them to be able to like cut me, they'd have to cut me open and look. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you're gonna cut me open, you might as well take it out. And she goes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but. Like for twelve uh, since I was twelve, I I barely graduated high school. I had yeah, so it's many super absences. Painful. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, having yeah. your period everywhere in your yep. body. Everywhere. Yeah. Yep. And it's like I tell her I have one week out of the month where I feel okay, and then the rest of the time I'm in so much pain. But I don't complain about it because I've gotten used to it. That's but the silent killer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't like, expect me to know like that. Did you? Lyme well, I know this <laughs> is the most someone else gave me back. I'm like, holy crap! But yeah, I had approved. I had an appointment last week, and I had to say. All right, let's let's go through all that. But you haven't tried the IUD, and I said I'm not going to do that because yeah. there's a percentage that'll go up into my uterine lining anyway. And you're gonna have to remove my uterus anyway, so yeah. I'm not going to just gonna. take it out. I said if I have to spend the money because I haven't hit my deductible, just the fact that out. you had kids alone is very rare. Yes, yeah. So the f- and when like trying, like we yeah. were like, let's have a baby. Okay, it's yeah. the Dukes. Their sperm. I got that ultra sperm. You got that trailer trash sperm. Sure, got that. Damn. Like he looked at me. I got that. I don't need no education sperm. (laughs) I I ain't need that. They put on their hard hats and they went to work. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna do this. (laughs) Guy permit. 
fucking who cares? Permit. We're What's going that in. over there, officer? Quick, fix it. <laughs> Which who knows now if I could even get pregnant? Because I had a friend that got pregnant really easily, and then yeah. the longer she went, you don't know. Would you let me? That's not no, a test. That I'm is just, not a dare. That is not a dare. I don't want you to ruin <laughs> the fact that. <laughs> this nut works every time. The two times that we tried happened. You don't want a third. Two mm-hmm. is perfect. When you're both on your deathbed and you have two that are 50-50 tie, who pulls the plug? Yeah. No one can you. pull the plug. When you have three, it's a two to one. Yeah. yeah I know, because that's what we had to do with my mom. It was like, all right, we're just doing a two to one thing. You guys didn't rock, paper, scissors? No, nope, we oh. just did. We just straight up, <laughs> there's three of us. We did two to one. If two of you feel this way, that's what we're doing. If two yeah. of you feel How the other way. How long was she on like, life support? Oh, she died so fast. Oh, my God. I just if laughed die at your hard, mom dying. I thought you were if, talking about having another kid. I totally oh, fucked up. No, no. That you can laugh, laugh about was my, one not of my, about your mom dying. One of my favorite jokes to tell is about my mom's death. I so if you go to AndyMadfield.com, <laughs> my current video has like the story of how funny my mom's death was. Because legitimately, it... It shouldn't be funny, but my mom had a super twisted sense of humor, so I know that everything that happened, she did on purpose. What did what happened? Like why? So my mom had a heart attack. Oh shit! And she died before her body fell. Like it was, inst- it was painless. It was oh. just so fast. Yeah. But her body fell in a spot outside, so technically we could sell the house and not say no one died in it because she died outside. Uh, but she like fell in a spot where it was like hard to see her. So they didn't find her. She died on a Sunday, but because they didn't find her, um, she died technically Monday, which was 9-11. So I'll She's never forget that. Never yeah. forget. 9-11. I'll never forget the day my mom died. Um, and then she was found by a one-armed guy from Meals on Wheels. Oh, my God. And then, was he delivering meals to her? Yeah, he was. And then, oh, and he was he was just like frozen. So, if you want to hear the story, go to andymatfield.com. So she was froze. That's why she was still like alive, essentially. Yeah, it was like so. It was in September, obviously, but it was use like your mom for a plug. It's a plug. Seriously, your website? If, if you want to hear the whole story, I have it online. It's on. It's my current page. I tell the story a lot because uh, people aren't comfortable with death, and, and no matter Yo, what, but, uh, it's going to happen. How do you and feel about certain mattresses? Certain mattresses. <laughs> I mean, Speaking of I'm more of a Sealy guy, but uh, <laughs> we talking about this is a podcast. This is making plans? Chris uncomfortable. The death. No, 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 no. no. You don't I like just, death? I. Oh, I love death. Like I'm death is so fucking bad. beautiful and hilarious. I, without knowing a death has happened, will make some kind of death joke, and then someone will be like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" And I'm like, "God, how the fuck am I supposed to know?" I mean, you got like people are very serious about death, and that's. I'm not going to say I can't take your experience away, but <laughs> death has been all I've known from like child to now. I'm the youngest in my family. So I watched my grandparents die early. I watched my grandparents, siblings die early. I watched cousins. I've seen like everyone dies. Like every two years, there's a funeral. My friend Katie died like a week and a half ago. Holy shit. And she's 33. I mean, it's just, it's a part of life. And like, so that was a weird thing. When I was driving up here, I was like, why do I recognize this and it's the path that i took to drive up to walker when oh. i so i was the officiant at her wedding like two years ago aye, aye, aye. and uh we me and my friend max max was doing the the photography and i was doing the ceremony and they hadn't given me anything that they wanted for the ceremony so i like i hadn't written anything so i just told them i was like all right max if they don't tell me what they want we're gonna turn the lyrics from hook by Blues Traveler into their marriage ceremony. <laughs> and we did. 
That's really funny. We turned so like I changed hook or the hook brings you back to love brings you back. Other than that, the whole first verse and then in the main <laughs> the main chorus is their ceremony. Uh you know what our officiant said? Yeah. Much like the nineteen sixty nine nineteen ninety six movie, Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. You see that's we the thought, joke that we that's made. That's what too. we thought he was going, but it was like we were like, You yeah. son you of a bitch. Complete me. Oh, he gross. tried. He you told us for hello? weeks Let's, that we needed to write our own vows and, and we do all did. this shit. Write your stuff. And that stupid piece of shit just winged it. He was like, "Wow, these kids are, can relate to Jerry Maguire." I do weddings for free, only for people I like. And if you don't give me something, I will flat out fuck with you. Yeah, <laughs> for real. That they're and asking for it. Then that's if what they know you who get. you are. Like, I love you, but also. You know who I am. Shit. Why we should would become you let this it's you super, be It takes person. longer to make sure you spelled your name right than it does to be an efficient. You should become an efficient. It's super easy. It's free. You don't have any friends that are going to get married, do you? Yeah. I didn't think so either. <laughs> and then they're like, we're getting married. I'm like, all right, let's do this. So, yeah, you know, life is weird. Death happens. Embrace it. It just does. You yeah. can't change it. Have fun with it. I feel like. Make it weird. You should make a t-shirt. Of somebody hugging a corpse, death happens. Embrace it. Oh, I like that. That's pretty solid. <laughs> uh, no, like a lot of I have a lot of material about death, just okay. because it's that's uh, what material I know. aside. That that is similar though to uh, are you familiar with Al Madrigal? Al Madrigal. <laughs> hmm. Let's see, Al Madrigal. He wouldn't be one of the owners of all things comedy, would he? <laughs> he would I'm be. Definitely not familiar with Al Madrigal. <laughs> But he has spoken a lot about how he's an he's an optimistic person, but at the same time, like has no time for bullshit because he wanted to make his yeah. career happen. So even well, though he's a good person, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though he's a good person, um, he's just very cut and dry to make yeah. to make things be the way that he feels they should be. Yeah, he's funny. On top like of that. Girl the amount of death that he's had to deal with is alarming. It like, just happens, man. So many people in his life. I think the last that I heard, he said almost 25 people since he started comedy he's lost, yeah. which is a horrendous amount of yeah. people. That's just probably comics he knows. Yeah, it, it very well may, may be. I know a lot of them are comics, yeah. um, but... It's it's strange to be, I mean, a lot of the mo the most positive people that that we're friends with, are s some of the people that have dealt with the most tragedy. Mm -hmm. Do you feel a sense of, like you've you've been able to comfort people better with the amount of tragedy that you've dealt with? Um, Does that make sense? Like yeah the, yeah no like. Uh I mean, like one thing I learned with my mom's death specifically, uh, I got really pissed off when people would just say, oh, you'll grieve on your own time. Mm. That's like for me, that's just like the biggest fuck you. Like, no, I'll grieve. I'm grieving now. Like oh, you just they, you yeah. don't know. Like I'm do, I'm putting this face on for you. This isn't for me. I'm grieving my own way, but I'm putting this face on for you because you don't understand how to be around someone that's experienced a death. And like you don't understand that they just don't want sympathy all the time. Like for me, right? It it completely made me. Uh, it, it made me dissociate from like a lot of people I knew because uh, one thing is like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, did you murder my mom? 
Is there things I should be looking for? Like, no. Why are you sorry? There's nothing you did that caused the death. Like, you didn't make my mom have a heart attack. You know, it's like it's like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's just like, you know, yeah. I'd rather hear, I'm here if you need to talk. Then I'm sorry for your loss. You know, it's gonna, Everyone's going to experience at some point. You're going to experience loss. Don't be sorry for it. Be happy for what you had. One thing that I've learned over the last maybe five years is the thing that I say now is I hate that this is happening to you. I hate that you're going through this. I get angry at the fact that you're having to experience this, this, yeah. this deeply cause it sucks. It, regardless of how common it is and all mm -hmm. that stuff, your lifetime, a lifetime is an incredible thing. And to experience tragedy within it, it does suck. Yeah. And so I I feel the weight of it and I just think I don't like that you're you're the one that has to go through this. My sister in law just lost her brother and he was only Ugh. forty. Yeah. And it was like her brother that was she was the closest to and mm. has th three four? Four little little kids and it's yeah. just like unexpectedly and they all live out in Utah and she's here in Minnesota. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. And it was just like my yeah. gosh. That, and that was the first thing I said. I, I was like, well, I Chris, fucking hate that this so, is happening. So, yeah. So, we donated money to the GoFundMe and she mm -hmm. texted us saying, I appreciate that you guys are wonderful. But, and Chris goes, <laughs> oh, as a joke. Okay, Just hold on. Fuck with oh, wait. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because, like, that's <laughs> a, Oh, shoot. You, are you going to edit that out? Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, you don't need to say that part. <laughs> no, but, like, as a joke in, our, in Chris's family, like, when people yeah. are being kind of. I have 90s brothers. Take two. So, your sister in law just lost her brother. Right. So Chris tried so, to make yeah. it. Yeah. So Chris throws a joke her way. Yeah. Just yeah, to yeah. kind of like, because most only, people aren't Only a joke them. that I do for them. Yeah, because yeah, most people. Just for. Yeah, most people are What joking. she said back was, I needed that. Yeah, most people are joking about it. Because everyone's saying the whole, I'm so sorry for yeah. your loss. And here's Chris trying yeah, to be like, I'm need, real. Because otherwise I lift. get, I do, I, it, I feel like actually angry. I get upset. I get mad that it's, it shouldn't be happening. They do they do things for people. They're good yeah. people. I mean, that's part of life. We you know? don't agree on everything, <laughs> but there they are those people at the end of the day. If you need something, they're there for you. That's one of those things. Like you put, it, it seems like the people that put a lot into, like life, <sighs> tend to go early. Yeah, and that's just because like it. Oh, is this guy especially. It's exhausting to do all these Shit, nice things. I'm for going people. before Chris. Whoop whoop. Bro, uh, look at this. I'll spot. be honest, that'll take a lot. This thing I'm is giving up. You would have to try so hard. This thing's giving up Ugh. on a Thursday for sure. He looks like a rusted plastic bag, which I didn't think was a thing, but <laughs> he fucking he pulled it off. Bro, you look like you wanted to be a sports announcer for the twins your whole life. You go to baseball games mm -hmm. and announce by yourself in the nosebleeds. That was a long walk, just like in baseball. <laughs> Uh, I actually do sit up in the nosebleeds and make fun of sports the whole time. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things to do. Yes. It's so much fun, especially when you know the people in front of you are really into it. Yeah, so that yeah, you yeah. just have someone that's like playing dumb. You're like, all right, I'm going to explain the rules to you. Very wrong. And just watch the person in front of me violently shake because they're Minnesota passive aggressive and they will never so tell you you're passive wrong. Aggressive. It's hey, very fun. Chris. Hey. You look like a guy who should take his clothes off. <laughs> Hey Chris, <laughs> you look like a girl I want to suck on their titties. Stop hey Chris, it. you look like oh. a guy that's too scared to take his clothes off. Sick burn. <laughs>
It took him a little bit to unbutton his shirt last night. He doesn't even have buttons I on his shirt. I shouldn't have unbuttoned my shirt last night, though. You did unbutton it. You all said that like I should have done it right, right at the top. No, it was not an occasion for unbuttoning shirts. I don't know, shirts man. Shirts have stayed. Have you buttoned. ever had a Manhattan? The drink? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're awful. They're so gross. They're trash. What about a uh, Negroni? Oh. Uh, back I, to, back if to I the, tell you where I had Negroni, I sound like a tool. Tell us. Europe. Uh, right? I sound like a tool. I had it there and was just like, ugh, what? No, ugh. So what, what's your go-to drink? Uh, I don't... I like gin and ginger ales. Okay. I like gin and tonic, G&T, mm-hmm. Tom Collins. You know? Yeah. Back to the first part of Kim's question. You Have you ever had a man... I don't think I've ever said this on anything, but uh, I used to be flexible enough to put my dick in my mouth, <gasps> and I was just like, nah, this isn't for me. Good for you, though. What? You know what yeah. that really? says? Yeah. Fun fact, there are a lot of reasons why men have never sucked their own dicks. It's not that they haven't tried. It's because their dicks aren't long enough. So you know what that says, Kim Duke? Not only is Madfield flexible. I'm very flexible. Bro's fucking hung. I'm just got saying. Got that sweet ginger dick. I got, got that ginger snap. Like, people I went to high school know about <laughs> it. I don't talk about it on stage. I've been trying to figure out how to write a joke about it. But, uh, you know, I figured I know where my dick's been. And I was like, <laughs> let's see what happens. And uh, <laughs> it's not for me. Yeah, not for me. At least it know? was your own dick, not someone else's. Yeah, dick. I had to like. There's out. like no the weird experiences with me being like, I don't know how I know I can reach, but I know I can reach. What are you doing over there, Inspector Gadget? Sorry, just checking my gadget. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. I've never talked about that on stage. Uh, I haven't talked about that since high school. Uh, but there are a group of people that know that that can happen. When weirdly, it's a weird thing where they're like, we don't believe you, oh, and then they want to witness it, and then yeah. they call you gay, and you're like. I don't get... Is it gay if it's yourself, though? That's like saying it's gay no, for you to jerk off. Like, exactly. It's not. So, But then, like, on the flip side of it is, like, they watched me do that. So... <laughs> What's that make them? I, yeah, right. It just means they're, like, forward thinking is really what it was. But they didn't know, like, oh, yeah, this is a thing you can do. Like, it was just like a weird... I've never heard it, someone it, It's progressive homophobia. It was, it, yeah, it was, like, weird. <laughs> It was so yeah. It was just very weird. Uh, yeah, you're the first, and I'm not even a drinking. You're like you're the first people that I've told that to. Wow. So hey, I feel maybe honored. you'll hear it I on stage honored. sometime. I mean, I don't know if you've ever listened to our show, but I, I've I've talked about my my gay experience. I've had two gay homies on that we know of, proud homies as we'll call them. Don Trell, the gay ones, Don Trell, Don Trell and Bryden. Oh yeah, I, I hadn't heard uh, Bryden, but Don Trell's great. Dontrell's episode Dontrell's so, so nice. funny. Real. So, so funny. Nice. I got hammered. None of you sons of bitches will ever be as good as Dontrell. I, I feel like we're having a good conversation. <laughs> I don't tonight. need to be as good as Dontrell. I just respect what they do. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't know their pronouns. You so know what we haven't, we haven't <laughs> yeah. talked yeah, I like about? That. I like Here, that. Since you shared a thing, we'll do this. So Dontrell hung out for a couple of hours afterwards because he's so much fun. He was such a blast. Well, and we were both. I was hammered. Yeah, but... Almost before he left, we were blasted. And uh, everyone knows that I'm a massive fan of butt stuff. But Don, Tr- wait, I don't know that Don Trell... yourself or someone else? Bro, butt stuff, end of sentence. All right, you're equal opportunity. Me too. <laughs> Me too. There's a lot of nerves there. So, it's just science. Yeah, man, that's where the prostate's at. Now that I know that's where all the semen comes from, I'm trying to squirt, bro. So... <laughs> oh my God! 
said. That was most like one of the grossest things that you said today, but also one of the most factually correct things you said. So I was like, what line does that cross? Oh my So anyways, gosh. so Dontrell's hanging out being a, a nice guest. And I start to say, Kim can somehow sense when I'm about to talk about butt stuff. Is that where your eyes go? Yeah. Your eyes are just like, <laughs> so uh, I'm saying, I said, uh, I I can't remember how I worded it, but I go, Dontrell, you you'd know about this, and I go, so how do I convince? And apparently, when I said that, it time slowed down for him, and he goes, Oh no, how am I gonna tell these people that I don't want to have a threesome with them? He Isn't thought we funny? were trying to ask him. Okay, so here's the weird thing. <laughs> On my way here, I was like, they seem like the people that would do that. I'm like, like he already asked me about alcohol. I'm like, just don't, oh, don't take the drink, funny. bro. Loosen Inhibitions. up. Loosen up. <laughs> no, so I was like, that's really me, funny that Dontrell was shoulders. also like, oh. <laughs> Are we just that nice? But no, it was so you're, funny. You're very nice. Yeah, I it's, think it's just because you're so sexually charged over there. So I also like you're like, remember, here's a picture of me. Remember, you want to slam me later like that. When you threw that on Facebook, I was like, OK, things are starting to like <laughs> oh. pieces of my brain. Because oh. like I told you earlier with my anxiety, like I think through situations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was one of them. I was like, <laughs> how do I politely say I'm in a committed relationship <laughs> oh, <I love laughs> if it, it comes up? So it's really funny that that. Is that really funny. No, fantastic. we don't. Do you put off that vibe. We're ju- we just we just love unconditionally and we give off it's it Each doesn't other. seem like it would yeah. be crazy for us to do that i get that yeah i get, I get that no, it definitely yeah, doesn't I get that i'm um, just so verily obsessed with chris duke after 13 years i'm still weird. very obsessed with I, him. I splashed kim duke's sick titties all over <laughs> 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 oh my god but anyways uh. so so yeah so I, I and then eventually i go how do I convince Kim Duke to do more butt stuff? And he goes, <gasps> Just shave he your had ass. like a sigh of relief. And he goes, I thought y'all were going to try to ask me to <laughs> no. get into bed. That's actually you. a pretty solid impression of him. He is so, he does this great wisp of the hair thing. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't I, have long hair. But he's not Southern, right? That's the thing that I asked yeah. him. I was like, how do you have that Southern accent he's and from you're from Sh- Chicago? Chicago yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I say, he's not Southern, though. Scary yeah. part of Chicago, too. The South yeah. Side. Oh, the Southern the Chicago. Bad. The bad. Yeah, he yeah. lived in. No, yeah, Don Charles yeah. great. He's so nice. He was, on, uh, he was on me and Comrade Showcase last month. I think only, he's the only one that gets uh, more hugs than, than Doima. Really? Oh. I'm going to cut that out of the podcast. But anyways, nice. Dontrell, yeah, he's seriously so, one of my favorite human beings. So ever. how did did he say you just need to clean up your butt? No, no, no. Shave it up. It just turned it, into a, it yeah, went it from slow. what I want to do. Just yeah, go, he said like a quick thing, but it was more Go toy less, shopping together. I'm just glad. Have a his and her butt plug. Chris <laughs> is just so obsessed with it that it's like something that, when it's something Chris really wants to do, I just have this like teenage whoa, whoa, angst whoa. where I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that. Time out. So what you're saying is someday Chris will be admitted into an ER with something in his ass that should not be there. Oh, no. I mean like he wants to to me. He already has been admitted to the ER. For something up his butt. Oh, not something yet. up his butt. Wait a second. He's he he's really weird about his no, no, butt. No. You know, it no, just no, has no, no, to be no, no, mutual no. is the thing. I used to watch Talk Sex with Sue Johansson as like <laughs> a small as like a, a nine, <laughs> ten year old. 
like Joe Hansen. Yeah, there's like so that little old lady. Yeah, she was great. Like oh one my thing. God. Like what's weird is like my mom and I would watch that, and like for me, my mom never said like there's anything like bad about your body, not to feel like bad about it or mm. like ashamed or anything well, like Chris that. Should be ashamed. I heard Sue yeah. Johansson talk about a healthy amount of urine you're allowed to ingest. That lady was yeah. nuts. She's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's still alive somehow. What? But yeah, she would talk about also like they had a toy of the week, and then their staff, <laughs> like their staff, would just like take the toy home to test <sighs> it. Like that's how fucking cool Sue Johansson is. Like I hope honestly, hashtag goals. She's right? like the Mister Rogers of sexual experiences. That actually is a really strong, good comparison. Like honestly, if you I honestly are, don't know who you're talking about. She's this what? little old Canadian lady. She was like a nurse, and she would just be like. There would be like dudes that would be like, I like stuff in my butt. Does that mean I'm gay? And she'd be like, fuck, no. It's just there's, like, a th- there's a lot of nerves there. It feels good. She's like, just use lube and be safe. The only thing that makes you gay is if you want a dude to do it. That's the, if the like literal dudes, definition. That, like that or women. I mean, depending on what side of the coin you're on. Well, no, no, no. I'm you saying know? if your fear is, I'm afraid I'm gay. Yeah. It's only gay if you're attracted to someone of the same sex. That's the literal yeah. definition of. Also, what does it matter? Yeah, put stuff in hey, your butt if you want to put stuff in your butt. Just fucking. Play How around. dare you, fucking, just play around? Who cares? Just make sure everyone is cool with it. Exactly. Yeah. No. Make so what sure I was going to say. What I was going to say. Lots of lube. Calm down, Dave. Angles, angles. Last thing that was difference. in your butt was my tongue. That's the softest Stop thing on my body. God. Anyways, I don't know. You look like you'd have one of those scratchy cat tongues. <laughs> He does look like the type Damn. that like licked potato chips for too long and yeah. cut up his You tongue. look like you lick your teeth just to dry them off. Sick <laughs> Hey, man, you look like you have Funyuns in your car 24-7. That was a bad burn, and you should feel bad. Hey, you got Funyuns in your car? I don't. I How about a, a cliff bar? I'm, I, I eat those for breakfast some, God, some Of course you, you fucking Sometimes. do. Sometimes. Driving that weird-ass... Fucking so Subaru, orange oh, crush Subaru. Shoot. He's gonna live through yeah, everything in tell. that car. I used to Why have a joke orange? about it. I didn't know I love Subaru it. made orange. Or, I love the orange. They make it like a baby you know, blue as well. So which I really the only like. people I know that drive Subarus are healthcare professionals and assholes. IT people or lesbians. <laughs> IT. And All you're probably Andy Matfield is a and a former healthcare a professional. Uh, <laughs> not a not a lesbian. Uh, you know, I'm not into that lifestyle. I think you are. You know what? You do you, I though. think you want to go to Lilith Fair. I think you want to tie on that fucking sweet I flannel. I don't get Lilith Fair. I we grew up in northern Minnesota. Fair. What is Lilith Fair? <laughs> it's an all-women's It, it actually was really cool. It was really cool. I like Every time someone brings it up, I'm like, I mean, they're saying they it like it it's a sick burn, but I don't know. No, I didn't have to go to Dare. Like I didn't have to go to Dare. I don't know what Lilith Fair is. I like. You didn't go to Dare? I didn't have to. <laughs> The cops were like, all the cops out nah. there are on drugs, so that's no, why they made everyone else in my class go. I got to stay home and play Nintendo for a week, and God then damn. I got to go to school and watch the helicopter, just like all the kids that completed <laughs> Dare. What made you so special? I don't know. They felt bad. for I you. I think I skipped the first day, and they're like, you know what? He probably doesn't need it. He doesn't like drugs that much. What they didn't know is that my mom grew her own drugs, and that for oh. the longest time, I thought marijuana was catnip. And that I thought raccoons liked catnip. Turns out raccoons are humans and, and catnip they... is weed. That is also uh. true. That is how dumb I am. 
Well, uh, you know, I didn't want to say it, but here dumb. we are now. I so mean, I know stuff. I know you knew a lot more about endometriosis than my husband, who's lived with me. Whoa! Nice try, Deborah. Stop calling me Deborah. I know tons I about listen. endometriosis. Oh yeah. Who was the one that tried to drunkenly tell you that what your body was going through was in fact endometriosis? I knew Matt it. Doing I was in. It's this guy. I was in denial. Really. Oh, that's that's some shit. It's very I mean, difficult. Yeah. Super painful. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. goddamn nightmare. Yeah. It's like getting influenza once a month. Yeah. Shout I out to. Um, talk about it. I did cry. I did cry out when cry when. Oh yeah, your girlfriend had yeah. influenza. She did. She just. Uh, I'm glad she lived through it though. I am also glad she lived. Well, by the time this comes out, we'll know for sure. <laughs> did she go get Tamiflu or anything? Or no, they she were like the point. The doctors were like, "We don't want to give you Tamiflu because it'll make your headache worse and make oh, you shit fuck. yourself." Yeah. And she was like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> All right. How long have you and your girlfriend been together? Uh, we hit two years not too long ago. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Living, living life. That mm-hmm. is the same lady that was at the wedding, right? Same one. Okay, good. Same one, yeah. <laughs> Two years, you're just barely... Uh, We're just on the... Just starting. We live together. We have for like the last do year you almost. Do babies together? No. I, I'm not home enough. Obviously, like here I am on a Tuesday night at yeah. like 9.30. Like, that's just not fair to The only an fur baby you have is on your face. And my balls, you know. And your balls. I'm so busy, I don't have time to shave, you know. You definitely look like your taint is full of really translucent hairs. Like, you don't know that you're in it until you're tongue deep on that taint. You, what is all this Velcro? You look like your wife is so in love with you that she made a sweater for your balls to keep them warm. (laughs) What? Dude, I have the warmest set of balls. She doesn't need to make a sweater for Your cozies. You got a cozy for your balls. I sweat so much. She would need to make an ice pack for my balls. She's trying to get some ventilation in there. You know what I do every now and then? (laughs) I look into my notebook and I just read the jokes that I wrote about you on that roast. (laughs) And I giggle to myself. What what notes did you make? I still tell people. I remember going to my dad. I think I told you this. I went to my dad and, and... and played him some of the the burns that you had for me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he has dude, the these are on unreal." Him. I think I know my favorite one, which is still, you look like a Gap model, the gap between being healthy and employed and dead on the street. Oh, I like that's, that. That's the and one. That's here. the one I told my dad, and he was like, "That's such a well written joke." Yeah, it looks like a Gap model, the gap between employed and happy and dead on the street. Yeah. And then the other one was, uh, you look like depressed Paul Rudd. Oh, I like that one too. And then you look like you tell single dad jokes. (laughs) Oh, again, you created a weird syndrome in my brain where I try to get other comics to come on here and Mm -hmm. and do burns, and they're not that they're all afraid, but like they just don't have that heat like you do. I generally just uh, you are too good at like you're very good at like quickly the quick observation comedy i like, mean you get bullied enough and then you kind of learn the bully pattern and then you learn how to beat the bully and then the bully's just like ah i don't want to play anymore and that, that's where i got and then i didn't have to do it for a while. one of my favorite things to say is don't make me make you beat me up in front of all these people i mean there's only two people here but i guess i could try <laughs> oh you don't have to try bro <laughs> trying to see a grown man cry right now <laughs> make a teeth a matching set <laughs> That's right. I got this missing tooth. It makes my my one canine look huge. What too. happened to it? Were you just trying to be a vampire and someone went a little too hard? And- dead tooth. Twilight came out and I was like, "You dead toothed?" 
Yeah, I had a dead tooth, man. Okay, real well, quick. Did it do blue? Did it go blue? We had a dentist. Basically, one dentist in town, and they were like, hey, man, you need, uh, real quick, genetically bad teeth. Uh-huh. So, and that is a real thing, like your oh, teeth. Oh, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, Have you ever heard an old racist reasoning for bad teeth? <laughs> no, tell me. Uh, they're like, oh, those people's genetics don't mix. And that's why they have bad <laughs> teeth. What the and fuck? And you're like, no, that's not it. No. <laughs> but my, so I brush my teeth more than anyone in this house. Yeah, legit. He brushes it, teeth and flosses floss, so much. Mouth you probably brush too hard. No, no, no. It's not. I. That's the thing I tell him. This is so gross. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Although I brush my teeth once a day. Let's be honest. Me too. I tell him, you know what? She brushes the- her teeth three times a week. I have. Look at it. I have great teeth. Yeah. I said, you know what? We coat them with those sweaters and it protects them from everything. Yeah. I see. I have great teeth. You do have great teeth. Yeah. I like them. Did you have uh, braces? No. Me either. I should have though. I might not really. My teeth are though. straight. I all four bottom you teeth. You shouldn't assume the gender or the sexuality of your teeth though. No, I've seen them. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> they don't even look at me the way they look at you. It's way different. <laughs> but anyway, he's too much sugar. Is what I'm saying. Back to the dentist. So mm-hmm. I have bad teeth, even mm-hmm. though I sure try really do. hard. You really do. I go to the dentist, and they're like, "You got to get a root canal." And at that time, Kim was we pregnant. We couldn't afford. We didn't have. $1,500? A lot of fucking money. I've had a root canal. I fell well, asleep during mine. Ugh. It was awesome. Psycho. I, Glutton for pain. All right. Root canal. Nightmare. Shut the fuck when up. When your story's done, I have a, <laughs> I have a very weird story. I know, Chris. Sorry. I got okay. So, so, yeah. So, we actually sat down for an hour going, I mean, if you guys are willing to, to do it within the parameters of what we can do, we'll, we'll do it. We'll set up a payment plan. And, you know, we had a checking account, all that stuff. And we were like, you, you know, you can take X amount out. We'll, we're willing to set this up. And so they're like, cool, it'll be this amount of money. So I, but they're like, you have to go to Maple Grove to actually get the root canal done. And you'll come back to us and we'll do everything else. Yeah. I'm like, all right. You have so twisted I, roots. <laughs> I go to the person in Maple Grove and I get the root canal done and they put a temporary on. That just mm-hmm. a cap. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And I call them up, the, my normal dentist, and say, it's done. And they said, I need uh, this amount of time, and then I can have the crown and everything else done. And they were like, cool. Uh, by the way, it's going to be an extra, an extra $1,500. So I already we already spent almost $1,000 on the root canal. And then they were like, $1,500 more. And I just... I called them and I go, hey, I can't. This isn't a bargaining thing. We literally laid out everything that we could fiscally afford. Yeah. We live at my parents' house right now. You guys. That's knew. where we still are right now. <laughs> and so I just, time went on. And because it's a rook now, there's no feeling in there anymore. Yeah. So I was just like, look, I'd rather pay for this, I'd rather pay for that. I can have a weird tooth for however long. And then eventually I just went too far gone. I was like, all right, rip that fucker out of my face. Pull that thing I out of my mouth. I actually mouthful. said, this was two, two or three months ago, uh, to the guy that was extracting it, because um, they they had to pull two other teeth, too. Oh, Sucked. Mm-hmm. You're you like an old dog. a lot of teeth missing. Yeah, I'm an old prospector. <laughs> um, so I tell this guy some story. 
because he had asked some question and I gave him a story and he was standing there and the nurse was standing there and they're looking at me and I, and I could tell that they were like mentally going, okay, can we go in your mouth? And I go, fuck my shit up, bro. And the, the guy doing the extraction literally goes, let's get it. And just goes <laughs> into my mouth. That's awesome. And like no hesitation, just went boom, pull that thing out. But I like oh, that man. he initially was like, I vibe with that and just went, let's get it. I, uh, <laughs> so uh, I had an unconfirmed hole in my heart. I will say, uh, I'd legally I have to say unconfirmed hole in the heart because that's what? how I can continue to have health insurance. Good Lord. Doctors, doctors never confirmed it. Um, but when they think that you have to have, or when you have that, they give you like this uh, pill that you have to take before you go to the dentist, like 24 hours before, so oh. that you have like... Uh, Basically, like it makes it so bacteria doesn't stop your heart. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's like oh a, wow, yeah. yeah. It's like an antiviral. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I used to have to take that, but my mom didn't give it to me at the right time. She'd give it to me like an hour before I had to go to the dentist, and you're supposed to have it 24 hours before. So I could have died in the dentist, and you would think that I have anxiety with the dentist. Nope, I go there three times a year. Fucking love the dentist. I what almost is, fall what asleep. What insurance do you have where it pays you to go three times? They pay for two. I pay one out of pocket. Oh, what that's just your. That's like your your living life. That's your. Uh, what's yeah. that called? It's what's cheaper. What's that word I'm looking for? Disposable income. You're yeah, like, I mean, I got, it's, it's. I got money. It's like ninety bucks out of pocket, but I haven't had a root canal or cavities or you know fifteen hundred dollars in dental stuff a year yeah. for however long. So mm. uh, for me, it was worth it. And I Are you trying don't to tell know. Chris you should be going more often? Yeah, you could just have Not a tartar dude. thing. I just I take care of a lot of plaque. I take care of my teeth. My, the rest of my teeth, they're, it's fine now. Do you yeah. brush your teeth right away in the morning when you wake up? Uh, I will rinse with water, and then I'll rinse with mouthwash, and then I will do. Uh, I'll brush my teeth. And then do you like drink orange juice and then brush your teeth? Nah, man. And Nothing then I go to work. Do you and don't brush your teeth in I, the morning? And I chug. Two monster energy drinks first thing that's, in the morning. Yeah, that's gonna burn a hole in your nah, teeth. No, man, what are you talking about? It's so good for your teeth. You gotta stop doing that, man. Dude. You're gonna burn a hole in your teeth. My tummy and hurts you. and my teeth are strong. What's up? And I'm awake on the toilet at work, <laughs> shitting my brains out Dude. like God intended. I had to tell my my I have a cubicle partner <laughs> or cubicle roomie. It's cube mate. Cube mate. Oh, I like that. And uh I've never been in this situation before, so mm-hmm. it's a weird thing for me. But like she, she's not gonna listen to this. She's an ex meth addict, so like she's open about a lot of stuff, and she'll tell me kind of about things that are going on with her. So I'll open up about my like normal oversharing what weird person about? shit. Do you fucking talk about so she me? was like, so she vapes, right? Oh so she, shit! So she'll go on. Two she's that th- sweet, sweet vapor pipe. Two or three vape breaks a day, and she'll be like, "Why don't you go on break? Like it makes me feel bad." And I go, dude, I shit so much throughout the day that, like, it's basically like taking a break so I don't take an actual break. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't phase her at all. She was just like, I feel I get that. It. I get it. Oh, I'm man. Glad you, you shit, po- I I'm vape. glad you poop at work because then you get paid for it and you use less uh, toilet paper. Professional pooper over here. I uh, I used to work at Dairy Queen in high school. And Fuck there yeah, was, you did. Of course, yeah, Northern Minnesota. I did for three years. I worked at Dairy Queen. Zero six zero seven zero two. That's my employee number. It's burned into my skull for fucking ever. Uh, I used to work with this cook. I won't say their name, 
but if someone that I worked with hears the story, they'll know exactly who it is. And their name is Jacob. Carlos. Ooh. I'm Kim not going to tell you over there. any points. Uh, it's northern Minnesota, so Carlos isn't <laughs> nope, a name that really <laughs> exists. Nope. Maybe Carl, but not oh. uh, not right, though. Uh, so Mark. they, one time, I asked. <laughs> I like that you don't assume anyone's gender. Oh, I know their gender. I was going to say. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> uh, so they had no teeth. Yeah. Zero. They were 27 years old. Looked like Popeye with no teeth. 27 with no 27 teeth? no teeth and they were like oh it's from all the floor or not having fluoride in the water they were like we grew up out in the country we didn't have fluoride in the water i was like yeah but you get it in school. i grew up in the fucking country we didn't have fluoride in the water either i have all of my teeth they were meth addict our recovering meth addict i should say and uh, <laughs> they one time told me that they ran Three miles in nine minutes. What? Yeah. And then me and like three other people go, that would be a world record. (laughs) Yeah. That's straight impossible. They were like, we ran 30 city blocks. I was like, you ran 30 northern city blocks, which are a quarter of a city block, maybe. Yeah. It was very funny. (laughs) (laughs) It was very working with. That person was very gross. And then they had a best friend at work also that was also very gross. And I had to work with the both of them a lot. (laughs) And let's just say for the longest time, I didn't think my body was a sexual being because it was just dead. Ugh. They were gross. Gross. Right. You wanted to make sure that they weren't picking up on any of your pheromones. Shout out to those gross people if you're listening. (laughs) I thought you were gross then. In I think you're no gross now. No way. And do you, you have? Do you think they have teeth now? Do you no. Think they got on they had insurance? denture. They had dentures. Oh. But once you've seen a person without teeth eat a chicken strip, you just can't. What the fuck? You really? just can't anymore. God damn it! All right. Everything's a frown when you don't have teeth. Wow. wow. That's a good T-shirt. Everything's a frown when you don't have teeth. I'm gonna pause it one last time. Are you going to the bathroom? Oh, and my. then we're going to do snacks. All right. And then we're going to do, we're gonna do dates. <laughs> All right. We're back from my wildly overactive oh my bladder. Oh, my need a freaking I've peed catheter. three times. <laughs> I've peed three times. Good job. I drank a lot of juice today. You yeah, know? Man, get them fluids. Girlfriend has got to get them juice. <laughs> got Wait, that partner. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a different podcast. God damn. Welcome to the Reich podcast. Oof. Um, I am. I did not know I was on this show. <laughs> uh, they told me it was Duke Duke Goose. Okay, so three, two, one. This is what I do for editing, and then I you put the thing go in ahead there. read what it is. Look, we should start having the guests read it. I think. All right, all right. Uh, so this snack uh, has. Yeah, pronounce the name. The snack has a bear that's uh, just, you know, just chilling on a pillow. It's like a nice yellow pillow. Looks mm. like it's a pretty happy bear. Well, actually, no, it's pretty. Yeah, It's not smiling. It's it's like indifferent. It's an indifferent bear. Uh, it's got a keychain just in case you really need to, you know, hamper hamper your day. You don't want to oh lose your gosh, snack. Oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that. No, but, uh, that's for your backpack, bro. It's got a real toy, uh, toy thing here. It's, this is uh, Rilakkuma. It's a marshmallow-flavored Lazy Day Sweet. The ingredients include dextrose, maltodextrin, magnesium stearate, and uh, artificial flavors. And if you're not familiar with those... Were the other ones not artificial flavors? I honestly don't know. Fuck. 
Those other ones weren't flavors. They were chemicals. So this, basically it's saying that this bear is tired because of all the chemicals inside of its body, which also oh. happens to be a keychain. Stop dropping diabetes. 2017 Sandash X Co. LTD all rights reserved. Made in China. The, the net weight is 0.7. It doesn't say a serving size, which makes me think what I shouldn't calories? have any. Doesn't say calories either. Fuck. Uh, it says it's distributed by Boston America Corp. What? Fifty five Sixth Road, Woburn, Massachusetts, zero eight or zero one eight zero one. And Mass- if you're curious about the products, you can go ahead and go to www.bostonamerica.com. <laughs> what the fuck? Boston, Massachusetts seems like the last place yep. that would be inviting Chinese uh, products into it, their it looks like, sweet uh, state. looks like the product number on this one's 172-36-CH. <laughs> okay, so what we do is... The website so, says the world's most creative impulse items. <coughs> of course. So we crack it open. Everyone takes one or two. We smell it. And Ooh, then on the count of three, we all, we all try Oh, my God. This yeah, is ecstasy. Oh shit. Oh, I'm gonna these are like they smell like sweet tarts. They're marshmallow flavored sweet tarts. Whoa. Oh, they're even they're little bear heads. Yeah, so you inside damn, the bear does kinda look like ecstasy. It's kinda like bear semen. Like this is the whole oh, sack shit. has little bear semen in it. <laughs> you put it in your mouth already. Oh, I said oh. we count to three. I was excited. Oh, that's good. They taste like the lick sticks. Or, yeah, um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, those are so fun good. dip. Yeah, for fun dip. That's exactly mm-hmm. what but like a little bit more marshmallow. Honestly, I like these. Everyone else that didn't They're take these bad. fucked up. They did fuck up. They fucked up until we all wake up in the morning because we got roofied. I got an hour drive, but voluntarily. <laughs> I figure out what the calories are. I found it on the internet. Yeah, what's the serving size? None. Seven. Seven? And there are ten calories per serving. Dude, oh my god! It is c- creepy as fuck. These they're, bears look like they straight tricked you into eating them. They're the size of a baby's thumb. <laughs> the they're artificial like flavor used. You want to know what it is? Marshmallow. Oh, Vanilla. Shit. Oh, I can taste that. Sons mm. of bitches. I kind of like these. Because it lie, tricks I like you. These. Yeah. Vanilla does taste like marshmallow. Marshmallow tastes like vanilla. Wait. Are marshmallows vanilla flavored? I think they are. Mm-hmm. That's. Give me one more. They're just, good. It's not quite the serving size. We just solved the end of Inception. Mm. Yeah. They're good. Everyone else at Paso, we've had some shitty snacks, too, or we're like, ugh. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. I like this. Some vomit-inducing fucking snacks have been had on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Have you done Jelly Belly test game thing? The... Um, we like, played it with our. I've played it with kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no thanks. I don't want to so eat gross. grass flavored jelly I've beans. I've eaten the vomit one. Ugh! <laughs> like you're just assholes. People are fun <laughs> in a really dumb way. People are fun in a dumb way. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we're just kicking out the uh, the uh, tagline T-shirts this episode. Yeah. Oh man, I got like a lot of dates to promote. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, tell us. Hey. Hello, tell us about your dates. Okay, so uh, if what I asked worked, I managed to move my podcast up to March 20th. Uh, If that is the case, we've talked about Comrade Trip. Yes. Comrade Trip and I run a show called Unks Comedy Showcase. You can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Unks Comedy. That's also our Instagram and Twitter. 
Uh, we are uncles. Uh, it also stands for Unnamed Comedy Showcase. Oh. So, yeah, the we've got a show Saturday, March 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a great show. It's $5. It's at Flat Earth Brewing. Where's that? It's in St. Paul, Minnesota. Beautiful St. Paul. Wonderful beer. They have ginger beer, which is great. Also, what? root beer. And it's all home brewed. Uh, that's what I drink when I'm there because I'm beer? professional. Yeah, I'm Sorry a professional. They're really good. Uh, March 24th, I'm on a benefit dinner, uh, a Sunday supper for... Um, Sarah McPeck at Lush. Is that your grandma? No. Sarah's a, a comedian in Minneapolis. She's awesome. Uh, you should check her out. 6 to 9 p.m. Why is it a benefit? Uh, she has like uh, a knee issue and okay. just like getting around and stuff like that's kind of taking its toll. Um, just buy her some fish oil. I wish. <laughs> I wish that would work. Uh, Friday, March 29th, I'm at Sisyphus Brewing hosting for Julie Bain. Uh, Cooper Van Grohl is the feature act. Oh. April 9th, I'm at Venn Brewing, the comedy showcase there. That starts at 7 p.m. And then uh, Friday, April 12th, I'm at Goonies Comedy Club in Rochester, hosting for John Huck. Uh, Chris two shows. To go to Goonies so bad. Goonies is great. Do you know that that's I why I started doing open mics? Like, I had a dream, because I've talked about doing comedy His for His brother years. lives in Rochester, though. Oh, Goonies is great. But I had a dream. Uh, before I even knew it was Goonies, I just had a dream that it happened in Rochester for some reason. Yeah, do and, it. And then that made me start to research open mics and, and do things. Mm-hmm. And But, like, it has to happen. Okay. Goonies is great. And that's just um, Tuesday nights, right? That's uh, Thursday. This is a Thursday night. Oh. You, uh, you can email uh, John Russell early ahead of time. He'll get you on the, the card. John's great. Uh, I love Goonies. Mark Clampy is the owner. Fantastic. Uh, I love working there. It's one of my Everyone favorite clubs. Everyone that's been there, they always talk highly of I, Goonies. I, one, they put in a lot of work with their comics, so um, not enough comedy clubs do what they're doing for their scene. They're hiring comics in their scene to work their shows. They're doing TV tapings for them. They're doing themed shows that they can kind of get out of their experience and, and play around. Um, they're great. Support that room. Uh, they need all the love and support they can get. It's a blast. Um, they're for four shows, assuming that our lates don't get canceled. Um, hosting for John Huck. He's super funny. Give him a look. And then uh, April 17th, I'm at 12 Eyes Brewing in uh, St. Paul. It's an 8 p.m. show. And on top of that, I host a podcast called Hard Day Diaries. You can find that online. What network is that on? Uh, that is on the 4D Podcast Network. Lifetime? Oh. It's uh, <laughs> I've talked about it a few times. Um, the podcast can talk about some pretty difficult stuff. Um, one of our latest episodes uh, was with uh, Dan Schlissel from Stand Up Records talking about artists and friends that he'd lost on his label. So that one, um, if you listen to that one, and I highly recommend that you do, in the description there's content, additional content that you should listen to so that you can fully hear and feel where Dan's coming from when he's talking about his friends that he's lost. Um the Mike DiStefano moth stories. Uh, I made the mistake of watching them at work and cried a lot. Uh, they're beautiful stories. They're so great. Uh, so yeah, listen to that. Listen to my podcast. Support me. Validate me. Uh, bow down to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it, it's good. Praise the colonizer. Let's do this. Colonizer. Let's make this colonizer. happen. Colonizer. Get me up to 82 likes, baby. Uh. You know what? I... Actually, we haven't talked about yet is uh, Brody Stevens. Oh yeah. Which have you ever met that dude? I never met Brody Stevens. No, I met a bunch of people that did, and 
he has a very positive or had a very positive mindset. Uh, and yeah, we went to LA bummer. this last July. Um, and Chris actually met him at the comedy store because we stayed across the street at the hotel across from there. Oh, so nice. Chris could go to a couple comedy shows while me and the kids stayed in the hotel. That's awesome. Yeah. I listened to, have you heard of Tiger Belly with Bobby Lee? With oh, Lila. yeah. That, yeah. 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 Never listened to it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. If you're a comedy nerd, like it's fun to just. Yeah, because they talk about their old uh, like experiences at yeah, the comedy yeah. store coming up and like exactly. how him and Ari Shafir got into fist and fights. Yeah, yes. There's, there's a lot of fun. Like Bobby Lee is one of those hated and loved comedians that he's your crazy friend every comedian has a shitty story about him but at the same time they will die for that dude like yeah it's such a cool dynamic <laughs> that they have but um brody stevens was on that show and he talked about it was the first time that he had like really answered because bobby is He's a little Asperger-ish, like in the way that he asks people questions and will just say just things come straight out with it. Yeah, and he doesn't—he doesn't realize it. And his girlfriend be like, "Dude, hey, stop it!" But he's—you know—he asked Brody these questions, and and Brody talked about his bipolar disorder and the medications that he was on, and how he wasn't using them properly, and then would go off of them improperly, and and all these things. And it reminded me so much of the way that I view the way that I would take medications throughout my life. And like, yeah. cause I had severe anxiety when I was a kid. I was, uh, under a teacher's desk for two hours because I had this massive anxiety attack. Wow. Um, but so like, I loved the, the way that that episode went and I had never even heard his stand up. Mm -hmm. Then through that heard his stand up and, and he's was completely different from everybody else. Yeah. Being intrinsically funny is such a rare thing to be able to do, and he's honest. Is yeah, the thing. yeah, yeah. He was an honest comic, and he didn't care if you came along for the ride. He was going to tell you what he needed, people needed to hear, and he needed to say. Yeah, and that and that's not very common. A lot of comics now are afraid to touch difficult subjects because they're like, oh what will people think of me afterwards? Like mental health is one that people joke about, but they don't really get to the deep seated part of it. It's so um, hard to maintain your brand because you are, you want, if you genuinely want it to be your career, making sure that, you know, companies want to have you on making, you know, yeah. if you want to have a special, all of these things clubs for clubs to want to hire you and not, you know, to think that you can handle any room or whatever the, the case may be any instability in that mm -hmm. it's so well, that's fragile that, nowadays yeah, that's where the term comics comic comes from yeah yep you know, a lot of times they'll just talk about what they need to and you know you don't get a job that's fine whatever it happens but uh, i think a lot of people and hopefully the stigma has been changing but a lot of people say oh suicide's the easy way out but your brain is told to do everything it can to keep you going yeah mm -hmm. so oh a hundred percent yeah but so when so i went to the comedy store and um it was unreal being able to be there and i was in the bathroom and brody stevens walks in and i was like trying to slowly wash my hands and not seem like a freaking weirdo he gets done he's washing his hands and i was like dude i'm sorry i just i wanted to say you know thank you for for doing what you do and he seemed like a little annoyed at first and i was like i just wanted to say the way how open you are about mental health and about you know how 
you you don't need to seem normal. Yeah. Like w- is the way that he treated it. I don't need to seem like I'm anybody else. I'm Brody Stevens, you know, positive energy, push, all that shit. Like he just there's I don't need to adjust. You need to understand I'm going to do my best, but like that doesn't mean that I have to be just like you. Mm-hmm. And I tried to my my best to explain that to him and I could see that it, he you know, understood that and paused for a second. It's a busy night. Shook my hand. He was like, what's your name? Chris. And he was like, thank you. I appreciate that. Stay positive. And then he was off into the night. But like, I'm sure every comedian that's there, everyone that goes there is a comedy nerd. Mm-hmm. At least from what it sounds like. <laughs> well, from what I had heard too, because I've been very lucky in the last year. My career has been very weird with comedy, but like good weird. Um, so I've met a lot of people and I've met uh, some people that knew him and he apparently was very, to him, embracing new comics was very important because comedy is very lonely. Like yeah. I, a lot of people forget that when you're on stage, it's just you. Like, yeah, the crowd is there with you, but they're listening to what you're talking about. It's not an interactive experience. You know, it's not a team sport. It's a solo event. And you have to take these stories that you have and make the reaction of laughter. So that's what a lot of people forget. And like, I have a joke specifically about that. No matter how good you get, in the end, you're still alone on stage. One big thing that uh, why Zach Galifianakis and Brody connected so much was because um, Zach seemed to feel like he he would have been what Brody was had he not, you know, caught on. Yeah. Like he was, he would go off on those fringes. He would go off on those tangents, exactly like Brody. So they connected on. So Zach went from being a comics comic to being somebody that everyone thought that they could just be around and mm-hmm. that anybody could approach him. And so he felt alone in that complete strangers only wanted to interact with him. Yeah. And then all of his friends who he, you know, started up with felt like they couldn't be around him anymore. So people like Brody were so important to him. Yeah. And anytime that I watch a video or even read a tweet or something like I, it just hits so hard. And I have friends who are so similar to that and to myself to like, there's a, we want to seem approachable. We want to seem likable Mm -hmm. just to be able to make other people happy. And and when you try too hard, sometimes it, it it can annoy people and you, and so when you're from a depressed standpoint, when you're from a, a needy standpoint, you go, what more do you want from me? I'm doing this for you already. Yeah. And Brody, in the most painful way, seemed to have that. You know, being a warm-up guy, he had to change people who weren't yeah. there to even see him. Some people are just paid They were there the for audience. something completely else. Yeah. But it was still his job to make them happy, mm-hmm. even though, you know, sometimes they didn't want to see him at all. Yeah. That's such... That's got to be, I mean, I don't even know what that would be like, really. It's like being a host, you know? Yeah. Uh, one thing, too, like... Uh, but at least they're there for comedy. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> odd plug for plug me. Plug it. Uh, back to my podcast. 
my whole goal with the podcast is that people that are going through some stuff can find a story that I've talked with other person about to connect so they don't feel alone mm. uh, because I can't always be there to listen or to talk with other people. And I'm always there. If comics are listening and they, they want to talk or they need to talk about something, hit me up. You know where to find me, Andy Matfield. I'm on everything. Um, very good at making sure that I listen to you. Uh, every now and then, though, just know that uh, if you don't see me out, it's because my brain is telling me we need to slow down and we need to just kind of breathe. You know, you need to recenter and it, it's okay to take breaks. Not a lot of people, a lot of people think if I take a break, I'm getting behind. It's like, no, Mm -mm. if you don't take that break, you're going to run something into the ground. And if you do that, now you're further behind than you would have. If you just took a week off, take two weeks off, just breathe, go do something that you wouldn't normally do. That could get you a new joke, new inspiration, things like that. So don't be afraid to take breaks. I hadn't had a new joke in. I mean, I could tell over (laughs) (laughs) in over a month. Over a month. That's yeah. actually pretty good. And uh, I I forced myself. I was like, just Google something and force yourself to make a joke out of it. It's okay to tell jokes that you've told a million times as long as you still love them. Yeah, yeah. I do have jokes that I still You just love. need a f- just love more your, fun of a life. Love your stuff. You're married what? with kids. You have a pretty boring life. Bro, you should see my bedroom. Shit's a goddamn oh playground, God. girl. Is it Legos or what? I'm gonna need Legos and Transformers toys. A, the metal I need ones. A, yes, GI Joe is still in the cases. I need a duty aid and a vice Dude. principal in there. <laughs> Way too much fun. All right, well. we're not gonna go. Oh. I know you're trying to hint at things tonight. Oh, shouldn't have gave it to you last night. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, Matt Doima, for giving me. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes were made. Wait a second. Just kidding. God damn it. <laughs> Shakes were made is more like it. Shakes were made. <laughs> Shake weights. Um, okay, we're gonna do a photo after this. But Andy, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, like for I said, you, up here. I, yeah, no you are such a busy dude. Uh, I am way more happy to have you on than Jason Schomer. Uh, shout oh, out to Jason. <laughs> shout He's out to never. Louis Anderson's baby stepson. Oh, uh, I love Jason. <laughs> Jason's so nice. <laughs> I know. He's so funny. Support. He said the that he's gonna be on the show. And we've uh, planned months in advance. He's moving, man. This was Where's way before to? that. He's going to L.A. again. Fuck, see, we need to go to L.A. He's fucking awesome. We, I, I love Jason. So we I'm went- sorry, I won't talk a single word of shit about Jason. I love him. Him and I worked with Tim Meadows together, and he. When's gave he moving me so out there? Maybe we'll run into. Well, like no, the next week up, or two. It's soon. Hit him up when we're not there in October. He's so great. I just love See, Jason. Wh- he so is great. We've never Sorry. been to LA, and we went there in July, and I felt instantly in love. Well, it's because the sun. It has sun. You see yeah. sun, and then your brain's like nice. Well, and, fun. and like me and Chris are super like overly tatted, mm-hmm. and like in the small town we're in, it's a little like. Well, besides we have a tattoo shop here, but I don't know. I feel like is that the land before time. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. Littlefoot. Little that's that's so my son's nickname. Landon Littlefoot, our Little son. Foot. That's fun. That's yeah. a fun fun nickname. You, uh, you remember when Pizza Hut came out with those little Land Before Time puppets? Wow. wow. Yes. Yeah. Like, you'd like manipulate them with your hands and they'd go. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Most they were made with like the Ron stuff. Ever. Oh, it's so I great. Tried they it murder a T-Rex. Goddamn right they, they sure do. do. They, they throw a rock on his skull. You know what that taught me? What that teach you? It taught me that if you grab rocks, it'll drag you down further when you dive into water. 
<laughs> and then I almost died multiple times in my pits up north. But it was fun. No Bring- fucking way you could swim through that. <laughs> Shark tooth didn't stand a fucking chance. Not a goddamn no. chance. Boom. That's yep. how we end it? Yep, yep, so. yep. That's how we're going to... Yep, 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 yep. Because <laughs> that's the callback to Petri. Petri. Okay. Spike, Petri, Sarah, Littlefoot. Those were the days. Right. Sharp <gasps> tooth. I like Sharp that you thought that was the, the Ducky. poster. That was a really good movie, too. Doesn't you see what a I'm saying? Bit, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. From the side. Yeah. God, those are the brave little toaster. How long ago did you get those tattoos? 12 years ago. So the lines have ran and lost. And yeah, they're old. You got it. I need to get them redone. Yeah. Well. Or really just touched up. Yeah, yeah. What you're trying to say is you need to do, somebody just needs to do black all over all of them. Cute. This is a Get fun tattoo, man. Over. Yeah, you're so I got a Saturday judgy. morning. You have a picture of you kissing your You're supposed your to be on my your team. Hand. Your fucking tattoos make you look like you really liked the used. Specifically right. their second album. Hell yeah. I How do you think I got used. this wife right here, dude? The used is my favorite band of all time. I have their lyrics tattooed down oh, my Bert side. Bert is a terrible singer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen. Kit. If you auto-tune him, he sounds great. You put him in real life, Whoa. he is trash. Homie never auto-tunes. So this, she said... She, he never auto-tunes? Fav- Have you never. heard the, the live album where he's tone deaf as fuck? Dude, yeah, that's You're what I'm saying. You're tone deaf as fuck. Sorry, that's I love exactly their recorded music. I love their recorded music, you but their live is live? trash. You know what? God damn Listen, it. I love the used. I do. But their live stuff is not good. You're I'm fucking up my setup. She said she loves the use, and I, I went straight you out and got hepatitis B right away. You it's still see why is that you what, keep is that what fucking Bert said? up the different heps? He has he-, he had hepatitis C. I'm sure, he probably had treatment for it. Since nah, they have man, that shit now. lays dormant no. right in his prostate. My mom had hep C. It's liver. You dumb fuck. You know nothing about hepatitis. And you know nothing about setups and punchlines, obviously. I'm not a comedian. I'm a normal fucking person. God Look damn at this it. Picture. That's pretty accurate. Who's actually. that? Who am I kissing? Pepsi. A homeless person? Burt McCracken. I ain't oh. scared of no ghost. I couldn't tell the difference. He was he was in rough shape then. He was real rough for a long he was time. He's into he was drugs. Pretty, Listen, yeah. I like I said, I like the used, but their live stuff his, is just not. He broke his hand. You want to hear a magical moment? No. So we're at First Avenue <laughs> I said at that no. show. And uh, I say no a lot. Oh, shit. And uh, whoa. <laughs> hey, now. I'm just kidding. Inside. I am not strong Oof. enough physically to be I'm able to. I'm going to go ahead and say, let's edit that out. God damn. Anyways, um, we're at that show and the part where. I'm on my Such a good song. Minneapolis mm. harmonized. Him and, and his guitarist stopped. Quinn. And they looked at each Quinn other at the time. and they were like stunned at how melodic it was and oh, how yeah. on point it was. And then Bert grabbed the mic and was like, we've never heard it like that before. Minneapolis, you guys are amazing. Uh, and then they kept on going. And we were like, we know, you idiot. Don't make me cry. We're good at this. Uh, so I, I went to the state hockey tournaments, <laughs> uh, the finals, because my high school was in it. Shout uh, out to Greenway. Good you boys, Lord. How you old did you say so you are? 38? You're still going to high school hockey I'm tournaments? 33. Dude, God, you don't understand. There was people from graduated in 1947 all the way up to like mm-hmm. currently in school there. Yeah, good that job, bro. Did you play hockey? It's like a religion up north. Nah, it's a man. Thing. Okay, so it's literally like so. The Excel Energy Center at the bottom bowl. It was like two rows of CHS. Yeah, uh, man. Your, your Catholic. You school. like watching uh, kids in an enclosed area? 
uh, around <laughs> a bunch of adults, making sure they're playing safe, playing their hearts out. But anyways, uh, everyone in northern Minnesota, because it was mostly northern Minnesota, easily it was like nine out of ten people were from my town. No joke. And the national anthem comes on, and every one of them is quietly singing the words, but because there's enough of them quietly singing it, it's like this beautiful somber version <laughs> where it sounds like a dirge yeah, and like everyone is like singing a different part they're like harmonizing the national anthem but it's like all quiet dudes that like don't want to be heard singing but there's enough of them <laughs> but it was just like beautiful it was super fun okay all right let's end this yeah good job you did great you're doing great thanks everybody i love you uh, so the last thing that we do on yes. the podcast uh, is our listeners are called ducklings. So we say au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. Au revoir, quack, quack. A fetusing, quack, quack. Sounds like you're putting them on the trains, bro. Quack, quack. That's thing. just goodbye. No, man. You gotta do au revoir. You said diabetes? Au revoir. Quack, quack. quack. <laughs> au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. <laughs>